and welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show in Stereo, being done by Composite Sports Best. I am your boy Q, and I am a year older. Happy birthday! Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, it was a very enjoyable one. Um, it, it, quiet, quiet things like that happens when you um, get close to being forty. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm just grateful and happy to have seen another sunset and another sunrise. Uh, for like, 38 years. So, um, that's that. I enjoy the my host, Joanna Tallick, everyone who you are. Hey, everybody. It is Pam, aka Cody's split peck muscle, because baby, that man is a champ. He really is trying to be the new Triple H. But we'll get into that later once we get into the show. And I am also here joined by the good old Greg. State your piece, Greg. What's up? I'm here for not a long time, but I'm here. Shout out to the room. Uh, I know Lou is out this week. So shout out to Lou being on vacation. He deserved it. Shout out to y'all being on the show. Uh, Pam, we got a lot to discuss, at least with wrestling. So let's just get it out of the way. I know Q wants to talk about his birthday. We're going to give him his flowers in a second. Let's just get straight to the wrestling. Um, Go right ahead. Go right ahead. How, how do you how do you feel about the the event that I didn't watch but I saw the recap of? How do you feel? It was actually good. I caught some of it because I woke up late, so I caught the end of the Raw Women's Championship match, and believe it or not, I actually liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some matches on the card that, like most matches with any card you could kind of do without but i will say that this one i actually one of the better better ones so i actually really enjoyed it i'm shocked that i enjoyed it but i actually enjoyed it what about you um i enjoyed the recaps i i did watch some clips of the cody match and i was um i was really stunned at how he managed to pull through that. Cause I mean, you'll go into the details. I'm not going to say too much, but from what I saw, like clips and stuff, it looked like a really decent card. Um, I'm still protesting the WWE until at least SummerSlam because of the treatment of the black women on their program. That's a story for another day. Um, from what I read though, if I had to give it a ranking of a one to five, I would give it like a, a, a solid, like, two and a half now that's just me because a lot of are we really uh, being a hater and saying two and a half come on now yeah um because if, if i'm watching a match or more importantly a card called hell in a cell the cell needs to be used uh i, I know that sounds really fucked up to say but it's like it's it's your headline match and they barely used anything uh, didn't use the cage. I understand they don't want people dying, which is cool. But Hell in Cell pay per view, it's kind of like having the pay per view called Table Ladders and Chairs, and then like there are no tables, ladders, or chairs being used. It, it defeats the purpose for me. Just make it a fucking cage match and just call it a day. Because the cage match applies to, you know, what I saw last night. 
I didn't get the Hell in a Cell vibe from last night. And that's why I gave it a, a two and a half. I have to start grading on a scale for WWE. I can't just let them get passes for giving good matches on subpar cards. Can't do it. Well, I will say this. You can't say that it's not hell in a cell. The man literally tore Mm -hmm. his fucking pet like the new Triple H. So Mm -hmm. how is it that you can't say it's hell in a cell? It was clearly hell in a cell for Cody. My man took his shirt off and had the biggest blue, purple bruise Mm -hmm. known to man and fought through it and actually put on a damn good match. Like, the man literally, literally put on a match. So I can't say that it's not Hell in a Cell because it is Hell in a Cell. Now, do I think that there should have been more than one Cell match? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I do agree. But I think that everything was... Just, I, honestly, I feel like all of this was just so last minute put together. Just based yeah. on the people that we had on the card, that that's why um, it was the way that it was. But it it was a great fucking card. Like it wasn't I wouldn't give it a two and a half. I mean, considering fucking backlash, I wouldn't give it a two and a half. I would oh, no, honestly backlash backlash, backlash is horrible. I, I, would, exactly. I would give it like a backlash a would be zero point two and a half. No. Uh, backlash got a zero point five. Um nah, nah, you, you, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know I'm being extra about it, and somebody like come extra, on, Greg, extra read all about it. But coming from double or nothing to this, I'm looking. I'm like, hmm, okay. Um, I don't know what y'all doing over here, but I see what they trying to do over there, and it, it looked a hell of a lot better presentation wise to me. And I'm talking about double or nothing compared to hell in a cell. Um, the fact that the you know the women, and this is my main thing, the women carry the WWE right now. You could say Roman, I wouldn't agree, but whatever. <clears throat> the women carried the WWE, and the matches that were slated to be at Hell in a Cell, they got scrapped for whatever the case might be, would have made that a way better card. And the fact that we knew some of the matches that were supposed to happen, and they didn't happen because of, you know, behind-the-scenes politics and shit, that's another reason for me giving it, you know, uh, two out of five. I don't know why they're not pushing, you know, why they're not pushing women to be in Hell in a Cell matches after they put on probably one of the better Hell in a Cell matches in the last five years. Beyond me, but whatever. Without going into a long diatribe, I'm sticking to my two and a half. Vince got to show me more. WrestleMania was honestly a five out of five. Like, to me, it was a five out of five. All the shit shit I talked about them, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, cool. This is perfect. Like, when I say perfect, like, for what I got, I was pleasantly surprised. And then we got, who was the one after uh, WrestleMania? Was it Backlash? It, no, was, it backlash. was Backlash. You get Backlash. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is, this is, honestly, it is booty water. It is, it's literally like just nothing but booty water. So that was a zero, 0. 0.4 for me. And the only reason I say that is because we all agree it got us through to the next pay-per-view, but it was still really bad. And then finally, what was the one? Was there one in April? I don't think there was one. No, no. I'm sorry, because April backlash, was that. So it's, it was WrestleMania, Backlash, and then this shit, right? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So no, I have to give it a two and a half. And the only reason I say that is because I 
am really looking forward to Money in the Bank. I may break my rule and watch Money in the Bank. I feel like that might be the third best pay-per-view we want to see this year. Next to SummerSlam, of course. Um, I, I just... Can I be completely honest for a second, though? Just, just like, really completely honest mm-hmm. about this. Um, the Edge faction is garbage. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to say I don't believe them. Um, but I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of Gray Edge, like Gray Haired Edge, uh, Rhea Ripley wearing booty shorts, and uh, Damian Priest just. Nothing about like, like what is the end game? Like, is Edge going to get a title? Like, it just seems like they have they're doing the faction thing way too much, and it doesn't matter to me. Um, I just, just please leave me alone with that. But I will say the one thing I did see that I was, you know, that I was really surprised about, and it's going to be really weird for me to say this because I actually hate this person. And when I say hate, I mean I just don't like them. Um, I want to see what they do with Cedric Alexander and uh, Bobby Lashley. I yes. want to put on some good matches. I I really think that's one of the things that they might get right this year. Bobby Lashley doesn't have to go against some brute. Like he needs to go up against like Cedric Alexander for Money in the Bank, and then again run it back for SummerSlam. That it may be the match of the night if it's at Money in the Bank. The way that they are setting that up, where he was like, "Oh, uh, just don't let this happen again," and you know he's going to do it again. Just the way he looked, and they set a match for Money in the Bank. Boy, um, especially if they come down to the last two people in Money in the Bank, two black men, man, yeah, yeah. That I am looking forward to that. But everything else, I'm sticking to it. The card was a two and a half. Actually, I'll bump it up because I like Cedric Alexander. I'm gonna bump it up to a three. I'll give it a three out of five because I think that is a lot five. of promise for me. Yeah, I'll give it a three out of five. Okay. Can't, can't give it a five. Okay. Can't give it a five because of WrestleMania. Now, no, that's I how wasn't I'm grading giving it a five. I was giving it a three out of five. Okay, okay. So we, so that we're both rating. at the same page now. All right, so we'll yeah, go with that. I, I, I think three out three. of five is two and a half. I was like, um, I don't think that's really fair, especially because the uh-huh. women they killed it. Yeah. Um, the Omos yeah. and MVP versus Lashley. I was like, eh, okay, but yeah. I hope that that's that's the end of that. Um, I'm tired yeah. of Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. It's a mm-hmm. fun mid-carter match, you know? The, mm-hmm. Okay. But then we had the fake uh, Bullet Club versus Judgment Day. Again, yep. meh. Did you say again? Again, <laughs> meh. Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. I won't lie. Um, it wasn't too I bad. I kind of liked the little, yeah, I liked the little aggression that we got out of Madcap Moss for that. Um, you know, Corbin is Corbin. I'm not gonna lie. Corbin been putting on some some low key bangers. I won't lie, mm-hmm. but this one wasn't it. Um, yeah. And then I will tell you the match that pissed me off the most though: Austin Theory What's versus that? Mustafa Ali. Ooh, you got Mustafa I Ali in Chicago with special gear. Got his kids wearing Chicago Ali shirts. Mm-hmm. With his family in the front row to lose clean. Clean? Yeah. Hometown hero. I get it. But clean? Sheesh. Sheesh. No yeah. love. No yeah. no love. So no I, love I, I think the three out of five is justified. I, I, I yeah, may have been stretching just, just out of hate to give the two and a half. So I, I will, you know, 
concede to that. Three and a, you know, three out of five is it's not bad because Mania was five. So, I mean, it's not going to be Money in the Bank. You know, Money in the Bank. I feel like it's going to give us at least a solid like four point two five. I'm not doing just half points now. I'm giving quarters because a, a lot of these cards they be good, but just not as good. So, Money in the Bank might be a four point two five in my predictions. I got SummerSlam. Wow. Honestly, okay. being like a four point eight. Uh, How you feel about Cody being in Money in the Bank? Honestly, he's going honestly. to be the main reason why it ends up being a 4.25 for me. I, I wasn't a fan of Cody, but he is—he makes me want to watch WWE. It's not Roman no more. Like I feel like whatever Cody has going on, like it just—it's entertaining. Um, I did see the nod that Seth had. Uh, you know, to Dusty Rose with the pants. I thought that was pretty dope. I ain't gonna it's lie. not a nod. Like, it's not a nod to yeah, him. No. It was him playing mind games against him. Oh, well, I mean, that's why during the match he also took lines. out a in story, He also had a polka dot belt, um, mm-hmm. a polka dot uh, weightlifting belt that said, mm-hmm. um, what what is this? Uh, Victor, what visionary on it? And he was mm-hmm. beating him with it, saying that yeah. he's getting beat by a visionary. And it's not him. It's his well, dad. That's the storyline, though. That's the storyline. But you know that of was course, still a. But we like, have to go for storyline. Well, if if that's the case, uh, Nikita Lyons. She, never mind. Oh God! Let, stop on. talking about her. I thought I thought <laughs> you stopped. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We got done with the trumpet. No. Okay. I no. thought we were I, done. I thought I was done too, but she doubled down, and I'm. <laughs> Cashley was right. What? Cashley oh. fucking said this. We she all told were right. Me, no, no, no. She told, told me first. She told me first. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to listen to y'all. And it hurt because now I know. Greg can be wrong. And that's fine for me to be wrong. I wasn't supposed to be wrong about ass, though. I, I know a nice ass when I see it. And boy. Yeah, but I told me. you. We told you. Mm-hmm. So I Next hope time. you know. But... We can't go into pay-per-views without also talking about In Your House. That was the mm-hmm. NXT pay-per-view that happened on Saturday. And there were really great matches. Again, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to tell you, watch NXT. It is They are putting on. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and um, I won't mention the dark matches. We'll actually just go straight into the matches and i'll just go over them really quickly so we had the family tony d'angelo channing stacks lorenzo and troy two dimes donovan versus legato del fantasma and the losing team joins the winning team's stable and unfortunately legato del fantasma lost so they are now part of the family which i'm trying to see how that works i mean i like the feud kind of you kind of had the mob versus like the Mexican mob type deal going on. So I'm kind of want to see where that's going to go. Uh, we had toxic attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Katana chance and Caden Carter for the NXT women's tag team championship and toxic attraction kept it. I'm be honest with you. I can't see Caden Carter and Katana chance, AKA Casey Catanzaro or whatever her name was uh, actually being champs still. I don't get the hype. Yeah. They've changed up their gigs like three times. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like Caden needs a little bit more umph to her. And Katana Chance 
in quotations, just not doing it for me. She never has and probably never will. Okay. And then my favorite part of the night, <clears throat> had to brush my shoulders off of this one. Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Cameron Grimes for the NXT North American Championship. And like I've been saying since forever on this podcast, when Melo shoot, he don't miss. Two-time NXT North American champion. Big, 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 big shout-outs to Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh I, I thought you said something else. I was like, wait a minute. I thought you said big, 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 big shout-outs to Melo. No, Ooh. big shout-outs to Melo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> you are. You on creep mode. Shout-outs to Melo for being a two-time champ. As you guys know, I am a big, big supporter of Melo. So anything that man does, I'm a support, especially when it comes to being the A champ, because like I've been telling y'all for the longest, watch NXT. If you don't watch NXT for nobody else, watch NXT for Carmelo Hayes. Him and Trick Williams, I love their mm-hmm. dynamic. It's for the fucking culture. Again, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again because maybe you ain't hear me. Carmelo and Trick, it's for the fucking culture. Mm-hmm. Period. Just watch the intro. If you don't do nothing else today, just go ahead and watch how Melo came to the ring for this match. If we don't scream for the culture, if you don't watch nobody else, watch them because they're damn sure for the culture. So shout out to Melo for being the champ, two-time champ, the A-champ for the NXT North American Championship. Next, we had Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu for the NXT Women's Championship. And Mandy Rose, of course, defeated Wendy Chu again. I don't see anyone really thrown in Mandy right now. Um, they've got her in hot. She, she's, she's killing it. Next, we had the Creed brothers, Brutus Creed and Julius Creed, part of Diamond Mine versus Pretty Deadly, which is Elton Prince and Kit Wilson for the NXT Tag Team Championship. And if the Creed brothers lost, they would have had to leave Diamond Mine. But good news is, they didn't lose. They are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. So shout out to the Creed Brothers. You know, they got rid of Stokely. And now they're trying to put Roddy in the front burner. Roddy can't even get the dub. So I'm trying to see how that storyline's going to unfold, too. Because Ivy now she's doing her thing. But it's kind of been more Ivy now and the Creed Brothers versus uh, Roddy and whoever else he's bringing on. So I'm, I'm also excited to see how that goes. And the last match of the night was Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy for the NXT Championship. If Braun got disqualified, he would immediately lose his championship. No questions asked. So if he got angry of any, anything that would result in a DQ, he would lose the championship. But he didn't get angry. He stayed focused, had his eyes on the prize, which was defeat the man who went, took his father's Hall of Fame ring, and threw it in a bonfire. So Braun Breaker mm. is still the NXT champion. Again, I don't see anyone really defeating him right now. Now, I would like to say that if we can get Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker for the NXT championship, I'd be down with seeing that because I honestly feel like Carmelo is the only one right now that can mm. defeat him. But everyone is merging titles. I don't want titles to merge no more. I, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. I just want to see if Melo wants it. Like I said, when he shoot, he don't miss. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. But overall, I would honestly give this pay-per-view a three and a half out of five. It was way better than Hell in a Cell, in my opinion. 
Um, there was some matches that I could have done without, or I could have got a little bit more from. Um, but overall, three and a half out of five. I, if I had to recommend it to, I would recommend NXT in your house over Hell Cell, in my opinion. So. Okay. Yeah, I definitely need to start paying attention to, you know, some NXT. I just, you know, again, I be bullshitting. And on the weekends, hard to catch me on Saturday. I think there was battle rap on. So I was like, let me just watch this instead. Uh, but the next one I will not miss because you just talked me into finding one of my new favorite people in Carmelo. So. Oh, yes. Yes. Carmelo is the best. And last but not least, I just had to go over really quickly about AEW. And what's going on? Mm-hmm. So CM Punk, they did have their double or nothing pay-per-view last weekend during Memorial Day weekend, which we were not here because, you know, salute to all the fallen soldiers. May they all rest in peace and thank mm-hmm. each and every one of them for their service. So that gets a little emotional for me. But uh, AW had double or nothing. And there was a lot that happened. That was a very long pay-per-view. That pay-per-view was like, oh, wow. Honestly, felt like it was like a four-hour pay-per-view. I will not lie. Mm. Way, 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 way too long. Um, mm-hmm. I could have definitely did without it. Like, it, yeah, it was it was a lot. Overall, altogether, yeah. there was 12... No, I'm lying. There were 13 matches on the Jeez. card. 13. Only one was a pre-show. Everything else was during. So I'm just going to give you guys a quick quick rundown really quickly. I'm not even going to go into the versus who. I'm just going to tell you who won. So Wardlow defeated MJF by pinfall. Um, the Hardys, Jeff and Matt, defeated the Young Bucks by pinfall. Jade Cargill, a.k.a. that bitch, defeated Anna Jay oh, no. by pinfall. The House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King defeated Death Triangle, which is Pac, Penta, and Oscuro, and Ray Phoenix by pinfall. Julia Hart came in and, and helped with that. Adam Cole defeated Small Joe by pinfall to win the Men's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. Dr. Britt, Britt Baker, DMD, defeated Ruby Soho by pinfall to win the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. So, of course, the boyfriend and girlfriend, they win, they celebrate together, and Dr. Martha Hart comes out and gives them both their championship. American Top Team, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Paige Van Zant. Defeated Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti by pinfall. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a wait a fucking minute. Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, the MMA fighter. Yep. The the. All right, move on. Move on. Nope, I'm not doing this. Okay, go go ahead. Since American Top Team won, neither Kazarian nor Guevara are allowed to challenge for the TNT Championship again as long as Scorpio Sky is champion. That was the conditions for their match. Match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Darby Allen by pinfall, and for the AEW Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa defeated Serena D by pinfall to retain her title. For the Anarchy in the Arena match, which was a twenty-three minute match, it was the Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, Angela Parker, and Matt Menard defeated the Blackpool Combat Club of Daniel. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz by technical submission. And then there was a three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship with the champions, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, defeating Keith Lee 
Answerd, Strickland, and also Team Taz with Powerhouse Hog and Ricky Starks by pinfall. And last but not least, the longest match on the card, which was the singles match for the AEW World Championship. CM Punk defeated Hangman Adam Page by pinfall to win in a 26-minute match. Now, to give you some quick update on that, uh, CM Punk actually needed to have surgery. So this past Wednesday, he relinquished the title. And now there will be, of course, a tornado match to crown who will be the new champion. Um, There's so much going on. We also have the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up on June 26th, which is a co-promoted event between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I am so excited for and I cannot wait. Um, For this card, I will say, like I said, it was a long card. Two matches alone is one hour, just to give you some context. Um, so I feel like if you have the time to watch, you should. There were some great matches in there, and there were also were some eh, matches in there. Um, but I will say, I will give it a three. NXT honestly killed everyone these past two weeks as far as pay-per-views. So um, I would, I'd give this a three. It wasn't I give it three more so because it was so long. Like I feel like twelve matches. I have a life. If I was in mm-hmm. Vegas and it was that hot, and you want me in an arena for twelve matches, almost three to four hours, that is a long time. That's why I'm happy to go backwards. I'm happy WWE decided. You know what? Two days. Yes, please. No one wants to sit in the seat for seven hours. That's a job. You ain't paying yep. me. <clears throat> so uh, AEW takes some notes. Twelve matches on a card. That's a lot of time Mm -hmm. and not enough for the people who really need it. Like, why was Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay the shortest match on the main card with seven minutes and 25 seconds? Mm -hmm. How did Warlow defeating MJF go longer? And that's not even a championship match. So, again, give the black women their spot, okay? Mm -hmm. I I will like to say that I am here for Athena a.k.a. Ember Moon coming out and now challenging Jade Cargo, but also Stokely Halfway coming back and now being Jade's mouthpiece. That, inject that into my fucking veins. I need that all the time, okay? They play so well off of each other. It's just, mm, I like it, Picasso. Really good, really good. So if you're listening, I'd recommend the three for that pay-per-view. But we do have some voice notes. So let's get into them because we we been slacking. Mm-hmm. It didn't come off like that. I think because of Cody's injury, like it looked really bad, and I think they didn't want to go too hard with him because mm-hmm. of his existing injury. So I think that's why you got the vibe that you got because I, I got the same one, and mm-hmm. I guess I'm kind of confused as to why he would work out after kind of getting injured. Because apparently he got injured Monday night. And his workout made it even worse. Mm. Mm. Ooh, well, not lying. Let's keep going. I would have liked to have seen the ladies in the cage for their match. Yeah. Because they stole the show anyway. Mm-hmm. But it would have been great if they were in the cell. Yeah, they got to start putting some respect on these women because I'm, I'm starting to get real ticked off. 
And I know I've been like harping on it since like mania, but it's like, come on, bro. Like en- enough's enough. Like y- y'all already like Nia Jax out here looking good as shit on Instagram. And I'm like, oh my let God. her go. Oh my what God. Are you doing? You what are you doing? You, you, no, no, I, no, no, no. Think about it. And I, I'm not going to harp on it again. Nia Jax, I know I talk shit about how she injures people and stuff like that, but she talented. Like you don't even have like she just watching her Instagram lives and stuff like that. Like, yo, like she could be on the mic. Like she could literally just be, you know, like a commentator or something like that for WWE. It just wasn't in the cards. And she still got talent to this day. Unlike Lana, who uh I'm sorry, oh, not Lana, Lord. her Yeah. She she's down bad. Like I, I'm like, yo, just go to AEW at this point. Like, I don't know if she has like a compete clause that she's still in or something like that, but boy, um, she essentially <laughs> created a fucking like a OnlyFans website where she's trying to tell wrestling secrets. And it's like, what? This this is how the mighty have fought. Is this your queen? No. It's bad. It's bad. she was like, Oh, for nine ninety nine, I'll tell you the story, uh, you know, the real story about Bobby Lash uh, Bobby Lashley and shit. I'm like, wait, what? there's more to the story that we don't want to hear like oh let me tell you about when you know we kissed and how i actually felt about the kiss i'm like oh like if you just if you and Miro are swingers and shit just let us know like cool we, we probably expected it anyway but like no she out here she's selling secrets mm-hmm. like, no mm-mm. but again she, she comes from that cloth she she, she comes from the whole hollywood we got to tell all of our secrets and shit so Unless she's going to go to AEW, though, I don't want to hear from her. Because, mm. I mean, I, I, I really don't. I was really disappointed. When I look at all the, the previous, like, the WWE women who, you know, are no longer with the company and stuff like that, she might be the biggest disappointment. And I thought that was going to be going to a homegirl who's always in Dubai. Um, what the fuck is her name? Uh, the, uh, Emma. I don't even know her real name. Uh, Tanel Dashwood. I'm like, yeah, like, there you go. I'm like, damn, like, what happened? And mind you, isn't she with, um, who is she with right now? I want to say she was with TNT, right? She was with Impact. Uh, she was with Impact, yeah. And then, like, she was with them for, like, a couple weeks. The next thing you know, she just out on the beach in Dubai. I was like, oh, I know what that's about. I ain't going to say it on Twitter. I ain't trying to get sued. But, <laughs> hello. Um, yeah. But having Lana sell secrets for nine ninety nine, like, come on, bro. Like, just go and get a cameo like everybody else. And just make your clips. Just make your clips. Like I don't, I don't want her going and fabricating stories. Like some shit just don't make sense to me. And Lana doesn't give me. I'm sorry. Well, CJ Perry just doesn't give me the vibes of. You know what? She got all the tea. (laughs) Nothing about her screams. You know what? Yeah, she she ain't gonna lie about this. Especially for nine dollars a month. Well. Pay it and find out for us. Absolutely fucking not. I would rather attend a Trump's uh, Trump conference with Nikita Lyons. It won't happen. I, I would I would rather sit there and you know just watch her say you know what he's not that bad than mm-hmm. ever pay Lana nine ninety nine to hear some shit that honestly WrestleMania probably said sixteen months ago. Nope. Mm-mm. No sir, not me. What other voicemails mm-hmm. we got though? Let's get it. Their faction is not given what it's supposed to give. It's missing something. And even I can't put my finger on it. Age. 
but something's missing. Like a particular seasoning ain't there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think anybody knows what the end game is. Um, I think it, it, it was supposed to give Rhea Ripley and the Damian Priest more experience or exposure being with Edge, but it's like, it's, it's not really given that. And it could also be lack of um, uh-huh. potential storylines for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they had Edge going up against um, AJ Styles and um, Finn Balor with Liv Morgan, but that don't really look like look right. So yeah. I don't think they know what they're doing. I'm going to say something real quick because it's not a fact and it's all just like speculation. I feel like both Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest were going to be on the chopping block after WrestleMania. And Edge said, you know what? I think I can work with them for something. I honestly, truly think that's what it was. Rhea Ripley hasn't done anything in two fucking years. And then you got Damian Priest, who was, even though on the upward, like, you know, slope, he's just, he's not made to be who he is. But the thing is, Damian Priest will come back in like three years and he's going to be just like a homeboy from three man band who when he you know he left he was just like a flabby dude with drew mcintyre yeah he was like drew mcintyre he gonna come back i'm like yo like damian priest out here because didn't the same thing happen to damian sandow too like it they, they have that thing like that i don't know what it is because you know damian's one thing and then uh the other guy he's another thing it's just like i see that in them like, I can see Damian Priest getting cut next year, and then he's back in, like, two years. And we're like, wait, what happened? He come back, he's stocky as hell, and he's out here fighting Roman for a title in two years. And we're like, oh, oh, he had potential. He actually had potential this whole time. Because think about it. He's Slater. Same situation. Everybody was like, oh, well, he, he he's worthless. He Three-man banned his ass. Like, then they're like, you know what? Let's give him a chance. And he was entertaining for about a summer and a half. And they're like, you know, we're good. Mm-hmm. But what they did, what they did with um, Sandow, I was like, yo, Sandow's getting title shot. What? Damien, him? He's he, he's getting title shot. All right, cool. All right, so the WWE is already in the shitter, but whatever. And then you had Drew McIntyre. Only reason I like knew that Drew McIntyre had talent is because we hung out with him and got drunk. And he, like, as big as he is, you would think, all right, he ain't going to get drunk, right? He told us he was getting, like, actually, I ain't going to say it. I, I ain't going to say all that. But either way, having him have that much potential, just meeting him in person, I was like, oh, I like I didn't. I never thought I would see him again in the WWE. I thought he was going to be one of those guys that ends up going to Impact. And then you're like, oh, he's wrestling somebody who's, like, five foot two and losing by, like, a Hurricane Rana or some shit, right? Like, whatever. He comes back. He's looking like fucking 1999 Triple H. I was like, oh, he got he got muscles in his neck. Where where the fuck they come from? Like he, he got muscles in his neck, man. It's weird. Then he went in titles. I was like, okay, wait a minute. All right, hold on. He, he went in titles. I see the same thing that's going to happen with Damian Priest. Um, I can't say the same thing for Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley. I feel like she's just going to be, and this is no disrespect to the community. She's going to have to scrap that fucking that golf shit. That it, it, no. Mm-mm. Beth Phoenix me up when it come to her. I'd rather her do the Beth Phoenix route than do this shit. Cause this, like, you know, this Wednesday Adams like shit she got going on, it it, it ain't worked in forever. Sorry, maybe an NXT, yeah, but mm-mm. not no sir, not me. Um, 
I'll leave that there. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's keep going. We got a few more to go. Let's let's get through them. All right. Mm-hmm. They just doing Mustafa Ali so dirty, and with a talent like his, he could have taken them so many places, and now he's in a storyline with Austin Theory with his goofy ass smile and <laughs> the U.S. title, which means absolutely nothing. <laughs> and that's sad. Very. That's really sad. Very. Very. Okay. Next. Honestly, I think this might have been my favorite match on the card. Um, in Your House in general was really good. But to have them open in that match and for it to be as good as it was, great job on both of them. And I've said it on the show before, I really did enjoy their storyline. It was really good. It was an element of reality. It didn't feel totally scripted. So that was good. Um, But yeah, the way that match ended, that's that's crazy. (laughs) They got to take orders from D'Angelo now. Uh, wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Last two. Let's get it. Yeah. When Melo shoot, he don't miss. Like 23 Jordan with the Concords. He don't miss. Oh, no. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. Fact. Don't, don't, don't talk him up to me like that. Don't, don't yes. talk him up like that. Oh, we are. Don't do that. We are. Oh, oh we are. If I find my guy with the brand, you know how I go. You know, I'm still listen, giving up Listen, listen. How about this? After the show, I'm going to send you links mm-hmm. to Mellow Matches. You've got to watch. See, how don't, about that? don't do this. Don't do this. Cashly, she sold me on Kenny Omega. You've sold me on a couple people. But that, come on. Don't do this. I'm don't doing do this. this. I'm doing this. And, and, and speaking of that, hold, hold on one, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. It's also been 184 days since I've seen Kenny Omega wrestle. And Yes. I'm starting to have withdrawals. Not happy, <laughs> but go ahead. I'm, I'm oh, just wanted to say that. Welcome, welcome to my life. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. I, I see what y'all mean now. I, I just want him to get better. Shout out to my fave. Kenny Omega will always be my fave. I have three pictures of him in my room. He will always be my favorite wrestler. Uh, really, really praying for a speedy recovery. I'm hoping mm-hmm. he'll be back by All Out. That'd be a great mm-hmm. early birthday gift for me, but. We'll we'll see. Last but not least, Cashley takes away. They played Ruby Soho in that pay per view. Yeah, um, I, I don't even know what they're doing with her. They don't Nobody even know did. what they're doing with Ruby Soho. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody knows what they're doing with her, and and that's the sad part. But hopefully, at some point, uh, unfortunately, that's what happens when you just hire X Day. Um, and you have no clue what to do with them, and you just sign people off of the hype. So unfortunately, that's that's what's happened to her, and now the people are turning on her. It's a lot. It's just a whole lot going on with her. Um, But I will say this. We will be having an episode of The Melon and Matt this Thursday here live on Stereo at 6.30. I know we've been away. It's been a little crazy, hectic. It's been some holidays and some stuff in between, but we will be back this Thursday here live on stereo at 6.30 p.m. And before I give it back over to Q, I just want to talk really quickly about the NHL, the hockey playoffs. 
Right now, we have the Colorado Avalanche versus the Edmonton Oilers. Avalanche is up in the series 3-0, but right now, currently, they are down in this match, 1-3 with the Oilers up 3, and it is the second quarter with a minute left. Um, shout out to my Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. It is the Rangers versus the eh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm, sorry, excuse me. Um, and, of course, every one of my friends down here is looking at me like, are you really rooting for the Rangers? Is water wet, ho? Of course I'm rooting for the Rangers. The fuck is wrong with you? Um, so shout exactly. out to my Rangers. We are up in the series two on one. The next game is tomorrow, Tuesday at 8 p.m. So if you're not rooting for my Rangers, what the fuck are you doing? And Q, you can take it away. <laughs> All right. Thank you for thank you for that update. Um, and uh yeah, the NHL. That's fun. Um, <laughs> Q is so, so weird, man. We we gotta get you to start watching shit, Q. I, I gotta, you know, we gotta get you to get, do it, man. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I, I I watch hockey sometimes, but again, I you know I don't have cable. I don't have cable, which is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It saves me a lot of money. It saves me a lot of money because if I had cable, I would really honestly be watching. Put five channels, and you paying all that okay. for yeah. So no, that's fair. Um, enough. That's very fair. Very fair. Um, so, oh man, it's been it's been an exciting two weeks since we mm-hmm. were last uh, on the air. We last recorded an episode. A lot has happened. I mean, personally, um, both personally, there's a lot of things that's happened in the world of sports. Um, so, um, just, just talking a little, talking a little personal right now. So I was, uh, able, did go down to South Carolina. Um, and I now have a little, I now have a, an 11 year old middle school, which is exciting. It's scary at the same time because she's almost a teenager. <sighs> Jesus Christ, help me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I got to see her. Uh, I, got to see, I got to see my oldest daughter um, move on to a middle school. She uh, aspires to become a marine biologist. And uh, next next school year, she will be attending a middle school. Um, it's focusing, it has a focus on zoology and, bi- and biology. So um, I'm excited for her for that. You know, it's, it's very rare that someone knows exactly what they want to do when they, when they, grow, when they grow up and they finish school. Um, but she has a great idea of you know, the career field that she wants to pursue. So that is a good thing. And, you know, as her dad, I support her 100% in that. Um, I also, um, as the title goes, is birthday vibes. Yesterday was my birthday. Um, and, um, like I said earlier, when we opened the show, we opened the show, it was a relatively quiet one. Um, relatively quiet. Which is a good thing because I can't do noise like that no more. <laughs> um, I know, I know, Greg. You, um, we're definitely going to cel- celebrate a little, uh, later. I know. Right now, um, everything is frozen with you uh, because yeah. 
you know, you have, you have some things going on and some very, very yeah. exciting things going on. I'm, and I'm going to say what it is. I'll let you, I'll let you do that for the masses. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was quiet. I'm almost 40. This is scary. This, this is really it, scary. It, it ain't scary. It's, it's growing up. It, it's yeah. growing up. Yeah. I think people think you can only, you know, you stop growing up at 24. Like, nah, some of us need to grow up a little bit. A couple athletes need to grow up, you know, bringing it back to sports and stuff like that. But I have to say, Q, like being your friend for over a decade now, like, yeah, clearly over a decade. Jesus, it's been forever. But um, just know that we appreciate you. We love you. And we hope that you are celebrating your birthday for the rest of the month. That way, every time we come on the show for the next three episodes, I can say, well, Q, what'd you do this week? for your birthday would you do because you know short you know uh long story less long when it came to q's birthday and we'll get back to the sports um q came over and we watched uh the game one of the Celtics. we'll talk about the actual game later and i was like you know what q i won't see you for your birthday let's go out and we went to a bar down the street from my house that i've lived in this apartment for roughly like what six seven years now and we've been there once before but I got so drunk at this place that I swore I would never go back. And the reason why is we got, we got drunk. I came home and I locked myself out of my like entryway bathroom and the bathroom itself. And I was so drunk and I couldn't figure out how to turn the knob or how to unlock the door. So I pissed in the corner and um, my wife at like 4 a.m. was like, Greg, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. I was like, huh? Huh? And she was like, what do you think you are? I was like, I, I, I can't get in the bathroom. I'm trying to, either way, that's a long story less long. And ever since then, I was like, yo, I'm never drinking at that place again. I don't know if we were like poisoned or if the bottle was bad or some shit like that. All I know is I said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know if any other bars in this area. Let's just go back. It was actually pretty fun. Um, yeah, it was. Fun in an expensive way, though. Um, we spent 80 bucks that I should not have spent. And I'm probably going to have to answer about that in like two weeks. But the thing is, I told Q we were going to do something for his birthday. But once everything is, you know, set in stone, we're going to try this again. And we're not going to that bar. We're going to go somewhere different. But again, Q, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I remember that. I remember that, that story vividly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a bad night. I don't ever get that drunk. And I think that was the first time I've ever like pissed like that. Like I'm usually like, you know, you got to pee outside. So you go to like an alley or something like that. Yo, I've never like did like a Blair Witch. I'm going to stand in the corner and pick. I was like, yo, what, who am I? Like, what the fuck did I drink? And then when I looked at the tab the next day, right? So I went back to that place the next day and I was like, yo, can I see my tab from what I had? Cause I was trying to figure out what the fuck we were drinking. Um, this is probably why I don't drink it no more. We had four Bud Lights, three shots of tequila a piece. You had two rum and cokes, and I had one whiskey diet. And I knew it was the Bud Light. I don't, I've had because the thing no, I've yeah, had all of those Bud other Light combinations. Too. Yeah, no, but here's the thing: beer makes me piss. I don't know what it is. Like that's why I guess that's why I don't drink that shit. It does. Any, it does. It, that's for anyone. Anyone. No. Nah, but me, it's something special. Like, you get halfway through the bottle, and I got to piss twice. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah when, do not beer me up. From now on, 
whenever we go out, that's when people are like, oh, it's half off beers. I understand why. I understand why. That shit tastes like icy piss if it's cold. No, thank you. I, I want no parts. And Bud Light is the devil. That shit. <laughs> and it wasn't even like the can Bud Light. It was the, the bottle. It was the oh, my God. Yeah, then you keep that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So any of y'all who drink beer, uh, everybody hates you right now that's listening to this podcast. Because y'all are crazy, and y'all know better. But again, Q, happy birthday. What you got for us on this docket, sir? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, well, to kick us off, to kick us off, whew, there was some news in the NFL today. Aaron Donald mm-hmm. is now $95 million richer. Jesus. Um, he reworked the, the Rams, reworked his contract, um, and he is now the highest paid non-quarterback in, in NFL history. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And well, he's definitely worth retiring. And he's worth every penny. Mm-hmm. He's worth every single cent. So, um, Going going into the contact, the, the details of his contract. Um, so he reworked um, the Rams reworked his contract. That that contract will pay um, will pay him ninety five million dollars through two thousand twenty four. It is a forty million dollar raise over the next three seasons and makes the future Hall of Famer the highest paid non quarterback in NFL history. Um, the contract includes at the end of the two, 2024 season two vo- a pair of voidable years um, that means that the Rams would not be able to place the franchise tag on him in 2025 should he choose to continue playing um, the deal actually saved the Rams money on the salary cap this season um, it cleared 2.75 million dollars in cap space by rework. It creates almost $3 million in cap space by reworking um, Aaron Donald's deal. So, win-win for, win-win for the Rams. Definitely a win-win for Aaron Donald. He got the bag. He got the mm. bag and the bag and then... Well, shout-out to him. Yeah. yeah shout-out to him, man. I like to see people get money that ain't me. That way I can, if I ever run up on them in public, I'm like, hey, I know you got it. Like, let me just get a couple hundred. Like, I don't know what it is about me. I just ain't shit. I would definitely be the person. I would walk up to Aaron Donald, like, yo, I'm a big fan. Like, can I hold like $5,000 though? Just because. Like, I know you got it and you don't need it. And he might, like, oh, I got a family. I got a family too. Like, it could be worse. But story for another day. We got a voicemail. I'm going to go ahead and play that. This is from Life. Let's see. <laughs> a nigga said it tastes like icy piss. <laughs> it hey, do, yo, the bro, niggas like, giving out piss draft beers. Pitches of half off pitches of piss. Yeah. <laughs> yo, anybody who knows me, you know, and, and Pam know the best. Like, we would go, like, we've gone out, and I'd be like, you know what? Like, the old Greg would be like, you know what? We're just going to drink. Q know the same thing. Oh, we would, you know. It would start off with one drink, and then we know a bartender or the bartender's like, nah, we're going to take shots. Now, I'll take shots of almost anything except for Goldslogger. That's a fact. 
But <laughs> beer, leave, leave that off the menu. I'm telling nothing good comes from drinking beer. I think beer for somebody who drinks like actually like hard alcohol and stuff like that. Beer is when you know you have like twenty dollars in your pocket and you want to get drunk fast, but you're going to hate yourself the next day. You drink beer. Or if you go into like a sport event and stuff like that, think about it. If you go to like a football game, right, you know, for a fact, the alcohol is going to be like eighteen dollars. Right. But people will go and buy a beer that's twelve dollars and be in the bathroom pissy, like pissy. I can't do it. Every time I've gone to like a Washington at the time, the Washington Redskins. Right. We would go to FedEx Field and when we're in the suites. Right. All of the family members, I could tell the ones who were drinking the beer versus the ones who were drinking the alcohol. Because the ones who were drinking the alcohol, we sipping it, it's lasting. You might go to the bathroom once or twice, but the people who are going and drinking the beer, man, every 15 minutes, kind of like they were like cleaning their colon or something. Like, yo, what the fuck? You keep going to the bathroom? Oh, you keep drinking that fucking Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors and shit. No, I'm telling you, beer is made for three different people. Somebody who was either a former alcoholic who just, they're they're trying to figure it out. So you got that. Two, you got the person who's kind of like me, super frugal. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to drink this tonight because it's on tap. It's special. Or you could be the third person who's honestly just like, you know what? My stomach is made of Iron Man's uh, like vibranium or some shit like that. Like, guess what? We're going to put whatever's in here. I've seen dudes take shots of like, for what the drink that I made, Q and uh, Pam drink was Four Horsemen. Now, somebody who like, Greg, that sounds worse than any beer. Hear me out. Four Horsemen is Jack, Jim, Jose, Johnny, right? Feel free to look up this drink for yourself. It is probably one of the most disgusting drinks you will ever have in your life. But I can guarantee you, you're not going to wake up the next day feeling like you got a piss in the corner. <laughs> I can guarantee it. Every time I've had beer, Q, like if you go to a restaurant or a bar or something like that, you're like, oh, what's on tap? It's always some convoluted thing, like oh shit, like you know we're you know we're at this restaurant, we just had a sporting event. They're like, oh, what type of beer y'all got on tap? And they're like, uh, Michelob or uh, some orange citrusy drink that nobody wants, but it's probably the best thing to drink out of that entire tap. And then there's that shot one top. that's all, yeah, it's like Shock Top, uh, Bud Light, Miller, Coors, and then it's that one obscure beer that everybody's drinking, but you're trying to figure out what the fuck it is. You're like, yo, why is everybody getting that shit? Those are the experts. Follow their lead, because they know the drink is not going to be, you know, having you run to the bathroom every 15 minutes. But that fucking Bud Light, I don't know. I think they put like seltzer water at the top of it and then they sprinkle it with some salt and then like some pain and tears from like Cicely Tyson or something. Rest in peace to her. I'm, just, I'm like, yo, every time I've had Bud Light, I either have the burps, I end up having to piss uncontrollably or I end up so drunk. I start talking to ugly people. And when I say ugly people, like legitimately <laughs> ugly fucking people. Like Bud Light will literally make you become best friends with somebody who is the complete polar opposite of you. I remember Q and I, we, when we used to go to the games, we would just talk to people. I'm like, oh, who was that person? I was like, oh, I don't know. But they offered us Bud Light. If they offer you Bud Light, it's not right. That should be the new name of the show. Birthday Vibes and Bud Light. So, again, Q, what else you got, man? All right. So, continuing in question in the NFL. Ah, the times just keep getting worse for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. There was twenty. There were twenty-two lawsuits against him um, because he couldn't um, stop the happy ending that massage parlors. There are now mm-hmm. twenty-four. There are now twenty-four. Oh my uh, lord! 
So a suit was at, a suit was added the 23rd lawsuit. So the lawsuit Jeez. was filed uh, last week. And then today, um, then today, someone filed the 24th civil lawsuit oh against my God. See? Um, I have nothing. I have nothing here. I, 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 at this point, at this point, you know, we, we've discussed this before about ways possible punishment. I think, I think we have to, I mean, we already have precedent in sports. Um, yeah. In, in baseball, um, yeah. with Trevor Bauer being suspended for 324 games. That's two seasons. Yeah. Um, because of, because he couldn't handle himself. I think Deshaun is getting a two-year suspension. Um, the, the NFL know where the money is, and they, they know that people want to see him. I think they're going to go and let him play a couple games, and then they're going to finally suspend him because there's going to be another allegation. They're going to look it up. They're going to research, like, hey, we got to get this money from him while we can, and then they're going to suspend him. But he has to play some games. You don't trade him to a team that need him, and then they ain't going to get at least four games out of him before suspension. So I, I'm going to be on that side of it. But I will say, um, and somebody's going to feel real disrespected at the fact that I'm about to tell you the truth. There's too much pussy out here for you to be going and trying to take it. Sorry. Um, somebody might feel away. Great. When you say that, it, it's the truth. Like so, Somebody want to fuck you. And if they don't want to fuck you, then walk on away. Deshaun, regardless of, you know, how we used to talk about him last year in a joking manner, th- this shit kind of serious, bro. Like, very, he, he very might serious. have an issue. He got he has a problem that none of us can actually readily identify other than him and the, the victims. But um, wh- whatever his consequence is, you know what? It's well-deserved. I feel like he shouldn't get let off light. We'll see, though. Time will tell. Yeah, right. Time, excuse me, time to definitely tell, but it's just, it's, it's crazy now. 24 lawsuits. When it's one or two, okay. That's because he was fucking fuck around and drinking Bud Lights, man. I'm telling you. That's what it was. 24. I mean, that, that's, that, that's an issue. That's an issue. That's a problem. That's, that's Bud Light. You know, that's a butt light and too many happy and too many want to have too many trying to have happy endings at the shots. Exactly. Like, dude, just get you, get you. I don't know if Deshaun's married and has a girlfriend or whatever, but he needs to go find one. Facts. And, 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 and he needs to go find one and then he needs to have happy endings with that one and one only. Ah, I'm Deshaun. And it's crazy because he's such a talented, he's such a talented quarterback. Um, he's such a talented quarterback, but he's now, um, depending on this suspension and the NFL said they, they're coming close to a resolution, um, about his playing status and whether, and, and not if he's getting suspended, but how long he's going to get suspended because he's definitely getting suspended. <laughs> he's definitely getting suspended. Um, so we're looking at, he's looking at two loss, at least two loss seasons where he has not played a single down of football. Um, but hey, life is about choices. He, he made some choices and now he's paying for them. Okay. So we have next, moving right along and, um, we're going to go into, just go straight into the NBA. Straight to the NBA. 
Um, we have currently um, the NBA Finals playing uh, yesterday, Sunday, was uh, Game 2 versus uh, the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it was not a good game for Boston. Nope. <laughs> and I'm putting that, putting that out. It was not a good game for Boston. Um, the final score was 107 to 88. I actually had the final score correct. I was three. Well, I didn't have it correct, but I was three off. I said that, I said that Golden State, in one of the discos I, I mean, uh, they had a contest for a super big final, the final score would be. I said one ten eighty eight. I did. I hit the eighty eight. I missed the, I missed the, mm-hmm. I, I missed, I missed Golden State's score by three points. I was hoping that, um, I was hoping that Damian Lee, We'll hit that, hit that last, that three with a couple of seconds left. You know, it was like a minute left in the fourth quarter. That way I would have won. But hey, whatever. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> Austin, I, I don't know. They, I don't know, you know, they went and party too much in San Francisco Saturday night. They did not look it at all yesterday. They did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, no Boston was your team? How you feel? Yeah, let's let's start. Um, boy, um, y'all being way too fucking nice. Um, the Adam Gates Award that I'm gonna give away for the Why You Still Here Award is going to Adam Silver. That man wants a game seven so bad he sent his buddies Tony Brothers and Zach Zarber to only make calls in favor to the Warriors. And somebody's gonna say, "Oh, well, you're taping for the Celtics because that's your team." Absolutely, but. They are still at fault at some things. That's my only fault when it comes to the, the refs. The refs are an absolute ass. The entire, not just in this series, the entire NBA. I think they really need to be reevaluated, and they have to start accepting some fines. When I say accepting, when they get these fines next season, they have to pay them because they have to start making conscious decisions about what they see. They even have replay, and they still fuck it up, which is crazy to me because last night's game, Everybody, including the ref that was standing right under the basket, said Jalen Brown didn't even touch homeboy to commit a foul. And we're, we're all sitting there like, yo, like, y'all showed the replay three times, came back from a commercial break, showed it again twice more. No contact at all. But you know what? Ref was adamant about it. They also fucked up the whole thing with Draymond Green. I personally feel like, okay, if that was a tech, that's a double tech. He's supposed to be ejected, right? Common fucking sense. They're like, nah, we got to make this game uh, a game. Cool. Whatever. I'm like, all right, so we gave him a tech this game. So next game, when he do it again, because he's going to, then what? Suspension, right? Looking a lot like the, the Cavs and Warriors series a couple years ago. But then, you know, without me talking too much shit about them, let's focus on these Celtics. Um. As my team, as my squad, I love, I love these guys. Jason Tatum been playing like other shit. Let, let's just start there. You you the superstar. Stop putting on Kobe shit if you ain't going to have the Mamba mentality, bro. Stop trying to emulate that man and you playing like absolute shit. When I say absolute shit, for you to be the star of your team and stuff, like you can't be missing fucking free throws. That's not Mamba mentality. You also careless ass uh, passes. I'm like, yo, like... You the stud on the team, like you, you the guy. How the fuck are you making these? I'm looking at them, and it looked like they playing pickup ball. It's like first to seventy wins. Like no, that's not how this fucking game go. Because I'm telling you, what this, what the Celtics think they're doing is they think they can compete by out shooting Golden State. 
you're not out shooting them when you're fucking five for 17 and they are fucking, you know, nine for 13. You're not out shooting them. You're just shooting too goddamn much. Y'all already bigger than them. Take it to the fucking hole. Who going to block you? Steph? Clay? Draymond? Draymond would rather have Chris Paul knee him in the nuts than go and play defense on the inside. That's why he's always out there trying to guard the small guard. You're like, damn, why, why the fuck is he always up on number two? Like, he should be down. Ain't he supposed to be the fucking power forward? What is going on here? Then you got Gary Payton and shit. He just flopping just like his daddy. So there's that. Then you got um Jordan Poole. Who I really like Jordan Poole. But he's going to be a dangerous player in two years. He's going to be one of them players. You're like, yo, like, you're like, yo, like, what is, like, I, I see trouble coming his way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that he, he take his hype for what it is. And he's going to end up just like a homeboy from Washington who played just like him. Everybody's like, you know what? Yeah, he's going to be the guy. He's the guy in Washington now. And then Washington was like, yo, like, he's a detriment to the team. He's just bad. Like, he just, he causing conflict and shit. And the only reason I'm saying that is because the way that he operates on the floor, like, he looked like he wanted to throw a punch after he, uh, what's the name? After he stepped over, uh, what is his dude's name? Uh, for the Celtics, when he, like, stepped past him and he tried to grab his leg and shit, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I, I, I see what type of time he's on already. But I'm not pulling, you know, holding no punches when it comes to the Celtics. Stop trying to shoot the motherfucking three. You know what's going to happen next game on Wednesday? This is going to happen because it happens every fucking game for them. Celtics at home, they're going to go up by, I say, 14 points. That's the, that's the the round number that they have, right? So oh. they're going to come out firing. He's like, nah, we, we're going to do all the, the roundabout, the you know, the turns, uh, the, uh, what do you call it, like the roundabout shit that he does where he does a fake defense. We're going to have that happen. But then you're going to have Tatum trying to shoot threes. I'm like, all right, cool. They're going to go up by 14 points. Warriors going to have a timeout. Or it's going to be the end of the quarter. They're going to come back the second quarter. And we're like, yo, what the fuck? You got the 14-point lead. How do you have a 14-point lead and now you're down by eight? You don't want to be down by any team, especially fucking Golden State. I'm calling it here now because I want this to be true and I want it to happen. Boston better hold their own nuts and win both of them games in TD Garden. If you don't win both of them games, I'm telling you it's going seven and y'all got a high possibility of losing. The only way that they will win the NBA Finals this year as a Celtics fan, the two games that you need the most, you better win them in Boston. Because at that point, even if y'all go back to, you know, California and you lose game five, you better fucking close in Boston. You better fucking close in. Everybody is telling y'all, y'all, you're the bigger team, y'all the, y'all the more talented team. And somebody like, well, right. Stephen, no, they the most, they are the talented team. Number one fucking defense versus Golden State. I don't know what Golden State is ranked, but nobody was looking at Golden State like, yeah, them, them guys. They were supposed to get the fuck up out of here. They were supposed to be gone. At this point, Memphis, Memphis should have should have taken him out. Yeah, if John Morant didn't get hurt, the the Warriors would have lost in the second round. That's the more entertaining finals, OQ. I'd much rather see John Morant go against Tatum. That would have been a finals that I didn't mind if it went five games. It could have went five or it could have went seven. I'd have been entertained. This shit, I'm not going to be entertained by the refs trying to extend this series to seven games because they think ratings are going to matter. Ratings ain't going to matter when the series is going to be over on Juneteenth. I'm telling you this now. Because isn't game seven like the 19th or the, no, it's the 20th or the 19th. Uh, fact check me, Q. Like while I'm like doing this little spiel, tell me what uh, game seven is. 
But for the Celtics, you got to win Wednesday night, and you got to win Friday. Q, I was so close to honestly catching a flight so I could spend time in Boston with my mother-in-law so we could just watch the game together. But I don't want to so, go. Game seven. Game seven. June 19th. June 19th. So, yeah. So, what I say? June 10th. June 19th. So, June 10th, they have to figure it out. I don't want a game seven. I swear I don't. I, I want them to honestly close it in Boston game six so I can be drunk off my ass for my wife's birthday. <laughs> and I got to worry about it. Yo, like, I, I, I would just, I prefer that. And the reason why I prefer that is because, like, nobody want to see the Celtics go another fucking se- game seven. Like, yo, I've been dealing with this sh- after the, what is it, after the Nets uh, series, it was just like, yo, another game seven in a series y'all could have easily won. Oh, like, like the series against Milwaukee? Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? It's, it's almost like they think, like, the, I think the way that the Celtics think, in my personal opinion, is the longer the series goes, the other team is going to get tired, and they should just win because they have more, what do you call it when people are just like, somebody, like, for track. Like, they just, they can go down. the distance. Yeah. They're more down. Like it, and Austin's younger. Austin's yeah. younger. Has an, and and, and it's she has a, it's an older, experienced Warriors team. Um, yeah. I, just, I, I don't want to see that. I really don't want to have to deal with seeing that shit. I want Boston to honestly close this shit out. Wednesday night, I should be able to be like, oh, we up 2-1. Boom. Then Friday night, like, you know what? Fucking right. We're going back to, we're going back there 3-1. to one. And you know why, Q? I want the narrative to happen. I want people to be like, well, damn. You know, if that happens, you know, Golden State, if they come back and it's 3-2, are they going to do what the Cavs did to them when they were, de- you know, when they were up 3-1? And I'm like, nah, Boston closed that shit at TD Garden and have everybody be like, see motherfuckers next year. I want that banner. I don't want Baylor a.k.a. BTG for president, I don't want that motherfucker calling me in <laughs> June or July saying, how did y'all let this happen? And the only answer I got for him is, well, the defense was there. They were just jacking up threes. Because that's what the fuck it is. This entire series right now, the entire Boston Celtics playoffs has been this. The defense is there. These motherfuckers just don't know how to find the basket on the inside of the three-point line. Which is crazy to me. Because I've been like, yo, like, Jason Tatum taking fucking fadeaway three-pointers. And I'm like, yo, y'all realize y'all up by 17, right? That, that shit still boggles my mind. Jalen Brown can't dribble the ball at all. He looks like how hot sauce would look if Kyrie Irving <laughs> was on an and one mixtape. <laughs> he just, he just keep fucking dribbling all the I'm like, yo, dribble with your fucking head up. What is wrong with you, you idiot? Like, yo, he... Oh my god, it's so frustrating because he'll go and he'll dribble. He won't look up, and then when he loses the ball, he's surprised. It was you. You had the ball. It was you. The interview. when you came over the house, did I not say, "Look at him. He's not dribbling with his head up," and the fucking motherfucker mm-hmm. lost the ball. And I was like, See, "I'm sick of this shit." Yeah, they almost lost game one because they they almost lost game one. Q because this man honestly just lost the ball. I, you can't be losing the ball when y'all got the lead. Y'all out here fucking the first quarter, y'all got seven, seven 
turnovers in the first eight minutes? Make, please make it make sense. It, well, you know, it makes was, no sense to me. That was the issue. And, you know, that was the issue tonight. And when, they, and when Boston played Miami, they stopped the finals. Yep. It's just that, you know, Boston, I, I, I have to say Boston got lucky because Miami got old and no one could get a pocket except for Jimmy Butler. Yep. Yeah, Bam played like shit. Yep. Bam played like shit. Kyle Lowry was a shell of himself. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler Hero didn't play. Didn't, uh, he missed two games, and then when he came back in Game Seven, he clearly was not. Clearly was not yep. good. Um, so yeah, Boston got lucky against Miami. Hey, yep. you turned the ball over against Golden State. <clears throat> you have 20, 25 turnovers against Golden State. That's a death sentence. And we saw it. There's some, there's some things I want to say, Q, but I know for a fact, game three, I just don't want it to happen. So I'm just not going to say them because I don't even want to bring that into the space. But when it comes to these fucking three-pointers, I don't know where, after the series, Q, the NBA is going to talk about it. The uh, ESPN is going to talk about it. First take, uh, Skip and Shannon, anybody who can fucking talk about basketball is going to say this the entire summer. Are we tired of everybody just shooting threes? What happened to the two point? Well, you know that's the lead. Be that. That's, that's yeah, the lead. I don't, you know, I don't get that. But it's the easier point. Like Jason Tatum has a thing where, when he does it, and Golden State hasn't realized it yet, he'll take two three pointers and then he'll go in for the foul because he realized he's you know he, he tested the shot and he's not making the shot, so he goes in and he gets a foul committed against him. The refs know it, but they're gonna give it to him because for every one foul you give Tatum, you're gonna give the Warriors two. They do they've been doing this shit the first two games. But they've been doing it against the Celtics all fucking playoffs. Jason Tatum, what he'll do is he'll take that first shot, he'll make it, and then he'll take two more shots and miss it. He's like, you know what? Well now I gotta drive in. He drives in, he you know, he throws up a floater or does a layup, he gets the foul committed against him, he goes to the free throw line. He may make both of them or he may go 50-50. After he does that, you know what happens? Team come right back down, make a three-pointer. That's like, okay, so this is a three-point shooting league. No big deal. You can't do that shit with the Warriors. This motherfucker, Steph Curry, will literally close his eyes, turn around before the fucking shot even hits the basket because he knows going in. And then you know what happens? You got Grant Williams, Charles Barkley's illegitimate stepson. This motherfucker comes up and he, he, he's thinking who he thinks he is, but I'm like, yo, you Grant Williams at the end of the day. Play defense, get fucking rebounds, Box out. That's it. That's all we need you to do. So, without being an asshole, I'm gonna say this because I mean we are playing a team that Andre Iguodala is still on that fucking team, and he was an MVP. If the Celtics anticipate winning the championship this year, Al Horford has to be the guy. Tatum. Is he's gonna have that step year? Was like, hey, you won your first ring, but now nah, this is gonna go to the guy who honestly got you the goddamn ring. Al Horford literally has to play as if he was playing with Pierce, Garnett, and Rondo. That that is the only way it's gonna happen. You know, Tatum out here, he gonna have to, he gonna literally have to pull out six more of them fucking Kobe bands in order to be like, hey, guess what? Uh, I got Mamba mentality because right now he don't got it. He's just doing a whole bunch of you know posing. Oh, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna wear the same shit that Kobe wore. You know, the shirt and the uh, shorts and stuff like that when he was trying out for the Celtics. Cool. You did that. Now y'all lost. Now what? What's the next theatrics? You going to wear, you know, you going to shave your head bald? Uh, are you, you going to do that? You going to change your number to 24? 
Are you going to do that? Are you going to wear Kobe's this game? Because I think, I don't know what the shoes Jason Tatum wears. Them the worst fucking shoes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yo, I, I be looking, I'm like, yo, everybody got on Kobe's, they got on Kyrie's, they got, and then Tatum, he looked like a created player. He got them, 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 and one X, one, three, seven, six, fours. You're like, what the fuck? Is, what are those? What the fuck are those? So, yeah, Tatum, bro, like, if you want to win this series, I'm telling you, stop jacking up the threes, stop anticipating the calls from the rap. They don't want you motherfuckers to win. And y'all have to win both of these at home. Because I'm telling you this now. Game five, y'all are not winning in Golden State. You're not. They're not winning. You know, yeah. No, no, no. Hear me out. They're, not winning, They're not winning game five and chase them. Nope. They are not, Q. That's why I said, if they smart, they won one game in Golden State. You think Steph's going to come back after, you know, game four and be like, you know what? They're going to win in Golden? Absolutely motherfucking not. He might go for 56. Notice that number I said he might go for 56, Q. Steph will literally go for fucking 56 in game five. So, Boston, Wednesday and Friday, that defense better show up. You need to do what fucking Brady and them did for fucking 18 years. Pay the motherfucking refs. Pay them. I'm at that point. <laughs> yo, the, the, the fucking checks better clear at midnight because they need that. Boston needs both Wednesday's, uh, Wednesday's game and Friday's game because I'm telling you, Monday night where they end up, is it Monday night or is it is it, no, it can't be Sunday because they got the two-day uh, travel. It's practice. Monday. It's yeah, Monday. So Monday night when they go to Golden State, like, you know what? Yeah, we up three games to one, uh, three games to two. We got to get this done in Boston. Because you know what's going to happen. If they go back to Boston and they up 3-1, boy, when I tell you fucking Larry, Larry Bird going to be at that game, uh, the big three going to be there sitting together taking pictures and shit like that, you might have Nate Robinson come out of nowhere. And you know he played for both of them. Yo. So, again, my, to land my plane, Boston, you have to win Wednesday and you have to win Friday. It'd have been a little bit easier if y'all won both in Golden State. Then you'd be like, you know what? We can we can take a night off in Boston. Ain't no ain't no days off. From now on, you gotta win both these games, Wednesday and Friday. And honestly, if you have it in you on Monday, win that motherfucker too. Please. And I, I know Boston, the racist city, somebody gonna say something, damn, Greg, you're going hard for Boston. Bruh. Trust me, my my team, you know, before was Chicago. Jordan left, and I said, I'm leaving too. Ain't nothing for me there. And God forbid if I root for Washington, they can't get it right. We used to go to Wizards games all the time. Highly disappointed. Told myself, can't do the heart, can't do the heartache anymore. So now my only mission in life is to honestly make Baylor say, nah. Mm -mm. I, I want Baylor to be wrong. I want him to say, damn, Greg, like, you know, they got the 18 banner. You got damn right we do. You got damn right we do. No, no, nothing in life would make me happier outside of my family than to say, you know what, Baylor? LA lost. In the playoffs and then the fucking Celtics won that year. Because you know what he can never tell me? It wouldn't have happened if LeBron was in the playoffs. Can't tell me. The one year LeBron ain't in the playoffs. Yo, you better fucking win. 
Because I'm telling you, next year when they give LeBron everything he wants, and that motherfucker go from being not in the playoffs to the first or second seed in the, in uh in the West, it, it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly. And that's only if they don't try to pose the uh, Pelicans to be this super team with Zion coming back and only playing 26 games next season. But again, whatever. Q, we got voicemails. Go ahead and hit that button. Man. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yo, I must say, I am rooting for Boston, but they are playing with fire. They got really lucky in the Miami series. They're letting one person beat them. They let Jimmy Butler beat them a couple of games and they let Steph beat them last night. There's no way they should let one player beat them. Jalen Brown dribbles the ball with two left hands. Jason Tatum needs to go to the hole a lot stronger and stop shooting fadeaway threes. Their defense is on point. I give them that. But they gotta stop Letting one person beat them. Clay Thompson's playing like shit. Jordan Poole's playing like crap. Draymond had an okay game last game, but they let one person beat them. That's facts. That's facts. Every, everything he said, and I'm gonna I'm add to this because he, he made a good point. I didn't think about it until then. Both of these teams are the same, they can't string together two good games. Golden State, and I don't want to jinx them or nothing like that, the same way I wouldn't want to jinx Boston. So actually, let me just focus on Boston. We said this before the series began, Q. We said it again at the house. I told you, I was like, yo, Boston thinks that they can win every other game, right? Now, if you think about the numbers, it's tied 1-1 one one going into game three, right? That means Boston would have to win game what? Game three. They got to win game five. And they got to win game seven. You, you know, the common denominator in that is game five and game seven ain't in Boston. And, and, and Q, I felt like I was in Golden State for games one and two. And I'm sitting on my goddamn couch. I was like, yo, like, I don't feel comfortable here. Like, I might have to walk outside. I don't like this. So, yeah, um... I hope they figure that shit out, man. But I know we talked about them enough, but I mean, this is honestly it. I need Tatum to figure it out. I need Jalen Brown to stop dribbling. I need Grant Williams to figure out that he is a fucking uh, a small forward, power forward, that honestly, the only thing we need you to do is take the charge and pass the ball. Not that hard. Take the charge, pass the ball. Also, uh, Al Horford, I don't know where he disappeared to from game one to game two. I need you back um, because I'm telling you this. Boston ain't going to pay you. you. And you saw what happened when you try to leave and go to Philly. Well, this well last I, I will say this. Um, Boston did pick up his final, mm-hmm. his final year. So he's getting $26 million this year. See? Now that's crazy. But you know what? They got If they got the money, cool. If they got the money, I'm with it. All I'm going to say, and I'm going to only say it one more time, games three and four, in Boston, you better win both. If they don't win both of them games, Q, I'm at the bar. <laughs> I'm at the motherfucking bar. And the only reason I say that is because you know, I just I've had enough. Q, they are one of the more the most frustrating teams to watch play because it be games. It's like yo, like 
It's the fourth quarter with like four minutes left. They up by mm-hmm. 16. All they got, they ain't got to put in the bench. Just keep the stars out and just let them ride for like six minutes, bro. You know, I'm including timeouts because they got to commit fouls. The other team has to. Why are y'all jacking up threes? And I think Stephen A. said something to the effect of, oh, well, that's because the other teams aren't letting them, you know, in the paint. You're not letting six foot seven Jason Tatum into the paint. You're not letting Al Horford into the paint. Really? So I know I said this for game one. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to be done with this. Peyton Pritchard, I love you, bro. Get me my 18th rank. He, he the one dude that no matter what, whenever I bring his name up, I can depend on him to do something that game. Peyton Pritchard, I'm bringing your name up because I need you to take me to the motherland. Take me to the motherland. Get me this rank. Get me 18. Get me 18. So Wednesday night, Q, when you see uh, what's the name? Wearing a uh, Mamba jersey from Kobe. Just know we're going to be looking at Jason Tatum like, yo, stop wearing that fucking Kobe shit if you ain't going to bring that Mamba mentality. Yeah, and that's all, that's all I'm going to say. Let, let's get these voicemails, though. Okay, here we go. And Greg, Jason Tatum are wearing Michael Jordans. Those are not that's worse. Bobos. Those are Jordans. <laughs> Those are Jordans. They got to be Team Jordans because them them Jordans is booty butt cheeks. <laughs> them them Jordans is booty butt cheeks. But actually, you know what? Let me look it up. Let me look it up right now. Why you play that? Play that next voicemail, Q. And I must say, the way Boston plays defense, Golden State should not win another game. They cannot let Steph Curry beat them by himself. So Q, I was right. These Jordan 34s and these Jordan 36 are possibly some of the worst shoes I've ever seen in my life. They, Q, please Google Air Jordan 36. All right, let me look it up. Oh, these cool. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yo, what Ew. the what the fuck? What oh, what are those? No. Yo, oh my goodness. Yo, yo, I would I grab Steph Curry's. Give me the Curry's. Give me, give me. Oh actually, you know what? Yo, they look like they look like the two thousand two version. Give me LeBron's new shoe, which is horrible, by the way. Because I, I was when I was in uh, and I was in Columbia. I was at the mall. Um, my dad and everything. And I went, he was in Foot Locker. And I saw the new LeBron's. And I'm like, this is what the fuck was, like, what psychedelic was he on when he, when he designed this shoe? It is, it's, it, it is hard. Oh, ill. Ill, LeBron. You mm-hmm. better. LeBron, come on, dude. Yeah, this, this new shoe, it's, oh, man. There was one, there was one design of the multicolored and all that. I'm like, this is giving me a fucking headache. This is giving me a fucking headache. Oh, oh, horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah, those shoes are bad. Um, and I'm not a, I'm not a real big like shoe critic because I still think there are a lot of Jordans that are retros that look ugly as shit too. But boy, um, them Air Jordan 36 are what I would like to say. Booty butt cheeks. They bad, Q. 
you know she was you know she was bad where every colorway just looks bad. It looked worse than the next. I'm like, yo, what the what is this? It looked like what like when you played like NBA Live, not NBA 2K. When you played NBA Live, when they used to let you create a sneaker and you would have like 16 layers to a shoe and you try to make the shoe look like a Jordan, and it's like, no, that looked like you created honestly a sock. A sock with <laughs> fucking Crayola crayons. Yeah, that boy, yo, that he's he gonna have to fix that. Yo, he's he gonna have to wear some Kobe's tomorrow. I don't give I know he branded by Jordan. Put if you gonna have the mama mentality, wear Kobe's, wear Kobe's for the next two games. Yeah, you're gonna have to do something for the 10, yeah. 10, 10, 36 bad. <laughs> they're bad. Oh, man, them, they're bad. Them shits look bad, bro. You know, you know, it's bad when. Q and I, and we, I'm telling you, we, we don't do the sneaker game shit like we used to, but I wouldn't ever be caught going, no, I wouldn't go to the bar with them all. I definitely couldn't hoop in them, but I know he, he's brand Jordan. So it's like, you know what? Hey, I get these for free and I can hoop in them, but bro, mm-mm. honestly, I thought that they would, I thought he had on Starberries. I, I thought he had on, I was like, what the, f-? I was like, Yo, what are these? What are they? If, if you if you look at the thirty sixes, if you look at the thirty sixes he had on, I thought they were Starberries. I was like, this ain't it. This ain't it. And the only reason is because the Celtics colors are already hard to make into a good looking sneaker. Like there are very few Jordans that look good in green and black. There are already Nikes. Not a lot of Nikes look good in green and black. And you know, you know, sometimes they let them play in different colors with the NBA. It's like sometimes they'll have on pink shoes. Sometimes they have on purple shoes. Them shoes that Tatum had on those green and black, I was like, "Yo, what?" Are, they honestly look like the the joint the and one sneakers that everybody's was like wearing. The I was like, "Yo, this is not nice. Stop doing that, Tatum. Seriously, bro. Like, un- unless yeah, he hits fifty four in them, just get some Kobe's. Just get some Kobe's. Yeah. Where's yeah. the Kobe's? Hey. But that's the thing. Kobe would probably tell him, bro, that mm mm I-, I-, I couldn't hit eighty one in them. Yeah. What else you got for us, Q? All right. So, um, luckily, there hasn't been a lot going on, uh-huh. but I want to play this game. Uh, I want to play this game. And mm-hmm. this is, um, I'm going to call out five players, and I want you to tell me if they are going to be underpaid or overpaid um, when free agency begins. So, first, first player is Mitchell Robinson. Um, so he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, he's an unrestricted free agent, and now we know that DeAndre DeAndre is about to make all the money um, by any center because he's a free he's a restricted free agent. Um, so, you know, and just look at what he's done like over his career, he's had sixteen and ten. Um, so you can make an argument that DeAndre Aiden is a max player. But Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, could be the second highest paid big man on the market. His upside is uh, well a little bit more limited. Uh, no team will give Robinson a max team, but there are plenty of clubs that need to upgrade a center or a long term solution at the position. Many of them uh, the Pistons, the Spurs, the, the 
important trailblazers have and create significant cap space as well. Um, Robinson passes the eye test as some, as some, someone teens may be tempted to get a hefty deal for. He's 24 years old. He's a super athletic rim runner who can throw down devastating dunks and also finish second in the league and blocks to finish the season. Uh, so he clearly has a place in the league. Um, but his over, his lack of overall development during his four professional seasons, um, or that he's a non-factor on offense for not catching lobs. The Knicks were also better at two years with Robinson on the bench, as his minus 2.9 swing rating ranked in the 36th percentile overall this season. So the Knicks can sign him, just so sign him to a four-year $55 million extension up until June 30th. And one, um, one NBA executive told who fights Michael Scott Stoney that any bidding war can land him $15 million per season on a new deal. Um, so given his lack of growth over the past four years, and he follows centers such as Andre Drummond, JaVale McGee, <laughs> JaVale McGee, Isaiah Hartenstein and Hassan Whiteside all signing for five million, five million dollars or less last season, last summer. Robinson just isn't worth paying significant money to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you think Mitchell Robinson is going to get overpaid or underpaid? I don't think he. I don't think he gets paid personally. I don't think so. Uh, there's, there's something about him just like everything they said was accurate. I just can't see him getting paid. I feel like it's going to be the Wiggins effect all over again, where it's like, nah, prove it. Like, nah, like, we, we saw Tate, and yeah, that was good. Nah, prove it. So, yeah, I don't I don't see him getting paid. Okay. All right. All right, next player. The talk of many, many rumors. Bradley Bill. Bill is arguably the best free agent in the 2022 class as a 28-year-old three-time All-Star, <clears throat> excuse me, who just, who fell just short of leading the league and scoring in 2020-21 after averaging 31.3 points per game. So how could he be overpaid? He has all the leverage when negotiating with the Wizards, who will likely have to offer him a full five-year, $248 million contract. That will be, at least temporarily, the largest deal in NBA history. Mm-hmm. When we're talking historically large contracts, the player would ideally, the player would ideally be an MVP candidate, or at least be coming off an All Star season. Bill was neither this past year, as the mm-hmm. Wizards went just seventeen and twenty three overall in his forty games. Mm-hmm. The veteran guard is also coming off with surgery. Shot a career low 30% from three and has never been a plus defender. While players such as Giannis and Steph Curry have more has have more than justified their 200 plus 200 plus million dollar deals in MVP awards and championships, Bill isn't this level of a superstar. Even though his first year under under a max deal would be close to his projected worth at 42.7 million. Mm-hmm. It will climb all the way to $56.4 million in 2026, 2027, when Bill is 33. Ain't no way. The Wizards can't lowball their franchise player and risk him leaving as an unrestricted teenager or forcing his way out via a trade. And they'll almost certainly end up overpaying him as a result. 
I think this one's simple. Bradleyville, about to get overpaid. Do you agree? Um, I, I hate to agree, but I, I do agree. I just want to add to it, like, just to be contrarian. I really hope the Wizards say, you know what? We made this mistake with the last four superstars we've had. Trade his ass to LA. Let's get Westbrook back and then buy out Westbrook or trade him for some picks because they can use that. I, I want Bill in LA and I want them to actually finalize on the trade that they should have made a couple years ago, but they gave Westbrook what he wanted. Westbrook was still supposed to be in DC. They just didn't know how to offload him. Offload that motherfucker. Bradley Bill, I'm telling you, it's not going to work out. It's not going to be quite Ben Simmons. It's going to be worse because you, you paid this man and it's not that he don't want to play. He's not going to get you to win. At least with Ben Simmons, he had other people there that were supposed to help him win. It's not going to work. Bill mm-hmm. has to go. DC has to, honestly, like we got, we got Ovi. We, we can live with Ovi for three more years until he retired and then it's just it. This, this shit, like, is DC just going to be the historical hub of, you know, overpaying people who just like, you know what? I ain't got to do nothing. We always gonna, we gonna be the laughing stocks, but guess what? I'm laughing to the bank. I'm so, good. You know, so, you know, um, during my time, during my time in South Carolina last week, mm-hmm. um, I was um, with my old buddy in the garage. Mm-hmm. And, yep. he, and he told me, he told me that he took his son to a, to a, a, to a Hornets game and they were playing the Wizards. And he said, and I quote, the Wizards are garbage. That's yeah. the worst the worst basketball I've ever seen. The worst yeah. basketball I've ever seen. And he said that like he was a fan of Bradley Bill. He was a fan of Bradley Bill. Like he mm-hmm. liked him and, you know. But he was like I seeing seeing his game, seeing his game in person. The Wizards, the Wizards are absolutely trash. And I agree with The Wizards yep. need to rebuild. They need to tear down some studs. And they need to do what Oklahoma City is doing. And you do what Philly did. Exactly. It's, it, it's time. But Ted Leonsis will never let it happen. He does not believe in tanking. He does not believe in rebuilding. It's always a retool. Mm-hmm. I know. We'll, 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 we'll ship out some players and retool as we go. Exactly. This West team needs to get blown up to smithereens. Absolutely blown up to smithereens. They are that bad. And I don't think. Okay. We saw what Dallas did. Dallas was more than happy to get to to offload uh, Porzingis to the Rivers. Why? Because they seem like, one, Porzingis can't stay healthy. Two, they wanted him to be a, they wanted him to be the second <clears throat> the second star to Luka Doncic. That's not Porzingis' game. Like no. that was his that was Porzingis pre pre um, ACL injury mm-hmm. in, in New York. That was his game then. This is not his game now. It's not his game now. He is a complimentary piece. I'm brand. Brand that he can make it the entire season and be healthy, and if Bill does resign, that they can have like have that one two combination. I don't see it mm-hmm. happening. 
I don't see it happening. This team, this team, this Wizards team, needs to get decimated smithereens. Absolutely blown up. But, um, Tedley Austin's never going to let that happen. Never going to let that happen. And so, we're going to have a situation where Bradley Hill is going to get $48 million. And the minute that he tries, the Wizards are going to regret it. Yep. They're going to regret it six games into the season. And I'm telling you this now. Six games into the season. The moment the ink dries on the contract. Mm The moment the ink dries, or if you know everything is done electronically, the minute Bradley Bill signs that iPad, yeah, that's it. And Doc and Doc signs that that Doc signs that contract, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. I, I think we have a we have a voicemail related to uh, Bradley Bill. I think Bradley Bill should get paid, just not by the Wizards. He needs to go to a team that has a legitimate superstar to where he can be the second option and it'll be better for him and that way he can actually earn his money. Yep. Right. Like, I, I, absolutely 100, I, I, he's absolutely, absolutely 100% correct. Bradley Bill is not an alpha. And I don't mean by He's not an alpha. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a good second option. Like, when 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 John Wall was hitting, when John Wall was healthy before the before the knee injury, the Achilles, and all that, Bradley Bill was in his proper place as second fiddle, mm-hmm. and properly in his place. We saw what happened last year. <clears throat> we saw what happened last year when Russell Westbrook was the visits. Um, Bill was in his proper place as the second mm-hmm. star, as yep. the second option. We know that he was the first option, but on but when you look at the when you look at the eye test, it was always Russ, Jason Stats, of course. It was always Russ and then it was Bill. Yeah. He's not an alpha. He's not. He's he, he you know, he's not a he's not a curry, he's not a Tatum. He's not um uh he's not Giannis. He is he's like his game perfectly fits with Chris Middleton does in in Milwaukee. He's that second star, like the blue guy. The blue guy, you know, Bill Bailey plays defense, but he's not, he's not, he's not the number one. He's not the number one. He's not the number one. All right, moving right along. Third, third player on this list, <clears throat> Jalen Brunson. Outside of Kyrie Irving, Brunson is the best point guard in the market with so many teams. Most notably, the Knicks, the Pistons, the Wizards, and the Rockets need a floor general upgrade. The strong postseason play with the Dallas Mavericks has proved his importance in his current franchise as well. Given that at least one of his potential seasons have significant cap space, Detroit, there could end up being a bidding war that the Mavs would be forced to open up their wallets to win. Dallas is the only team that could offer Brunson a fifth year, and a max deal would end up costing $175.5 million. Mm-hmm. For a player, for a player who's never even been a full-time starter over the course of four pro seasons, this is a number the Mavs should desperately try to afford. 
As ESPN Tim McMahon wrote, quote, NBA pro personnel scouts and executives polled by ESPN for the story anticipate that the floor Brunson's next contract will be an average annual salary of twenty million dollars. No, the high, absolutely the not. high end, the high end of the estimates range around twenty five million dollars per year. These figures seem still seem low in a watered down free agent market, especially with so many of the top guys expected to return to their respective franchises. Brunson is one of the was one of the few who could soak up the near max salary cap space on a team like the Pistons, or at least use Detroit as leverage to get deals close to $30 million per year with a desperate Mavericks team. Brunson is a good player. He's a talented scorer, a willing passer, and he could be a go to option for stretches while Luka Doncic needs, uh, when Luka Doncic needs a break. Don't be surprised if he ends up being paid an all star or all NBA player this summer, however, as Dallas will likely end up making him an offer he can't refuse. Oh, Jalen Brunson, about to get overpaid? It's Dallas. No. They ain't overpaying him. Like, nah, walk. They got a history of scouting good and trading good. They'll be fine. They don't need him. He can go to Indiana like they expect. Go to Indiana and make that money over there. Yeah. But they ain't giving him that money. If they didn't want to give it to Porzingis, damn it. Well, they gave the money to Porzingis. Porzingis just yeah. got injured. But that's the thing. Gave him the money, but then they got rid of him, which means they know what the fuck they're doing. That's true. So, yeah, I ain't, I'm not saying. Okay. All right. Uh, the next player on this list, what are your favorites? Kyrie Irving. Next. <laughs> Next. Now we can, Irving, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Irving, Kyrie Irving is the most talented free agent in this class. Number one point guard, and he's still playing at an extremely high level now at age 30. The problem, of course, is his availability. Be it injuries, vaccination status, personal leave from the team. Irving has played in fewer than half of his contracted games since signing with the Brooklyn Nets in 2019. <clears throat> We're guessing he's not going to be willing to take half his projected contract to make up for those absences. Meaning the Nets or another student should be extremely wary of what they offer him. Now with 11 years of service in the league, Irving is eligible to sign a five-year, $245.6 million max deal in Brooklyn or $182.1 million over four years with any other team. Given his lack of availability over the past two seasons, however, these are numbers teams should try to avoid at all costs. Yes. The Nets are the Nets are the most likely team to get bitten here as they remain in championship or bus mode as long as Kevin Durant is on the roster. Yep. Durant is set to begin a four-year, $194.2 million extension this coming season. Yep. Kyrie can seek his own four-year deal, which would like to talk to Nets North for $160 million. If the seven-time All-Star can play in the vast majority of his games, it might be worth it. History tells us this isn't likely to happen, however, especially for a player who's already had a number of serious injuries and is now in his 30s. Oakland should try to negotiate a 1 plus 2, 1 plus 1, 2 plus 1 deal with Irving, protecting themselves against any of his injuries 
for unforeseen reasons why he'll be away from the court. With his stepmom, uh, Shetelli and Riley Irving, now his agent, according to the athletic sham, uh, Sharania, must not expect any hometown discounts from Irving and free agency. The Nets will be forced to overpay to keep Durant happy in a situation that is unlikely to end well. Well, grand opening, grand closing. That, that, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. I have nothing. That, that's it. I, I, I have nothing else either. I have nothing else either. Like, um, Kyrie is barely on the court. I mean, when he's on the court, he does play very well. But that's mm-hmm. the problem. He's barely on the court. You know, yep. last year, last year, vaccination, you know, that vaccination where he felt he couldn't, well, he sat out half the season and then came back and could only play on the road and then ended the season because the playoffs were starting. New York relaxed the, man, the, the, the mandate and got the game. He was able to play at home. Think about two years ago, two seasons ago. Injured. If Kyrie, if Kyrie was fully healthy, was healthy against against Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not winning the NBA championship last year. They would not have won. If Kyrie was was not injured, and if James Harden wasn't on one leg and wearing a fat suit, and wearing a fat suit, mm-hmm. Milwaukee's not winning the championship. Not. Absolutely not. Um, so, <laughs> I hate to be the Nets right now because you either gonna pay him or Katie or Katie's gonna Katie's gonna whip out the burner and say trade me. Kyrie. Right. Yeah. yeah, nah, nah. But go ahead. Alright, you have one have one voice on ladies that when it comes to Kyrie Irving, he deserves his money, but as Stephen A said I will only pay him one year at a time. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. Well, I would, it, it, it would have to be significant stipulations. And like, you got to play at least, you know, get, you know, of course you can't foresee in, injuries happening. They happen just to lose his sports. But all the time that he want to take PTO because um, he's mad at the world, or wants to think, or still thinking that that the world is that the earth is flat, and all those bullshit that that Kyrie brings to the table. Yeah, all right, you you we'll give you the bag, but it's heavy. Yeah. You have to have heavy stipulations. Like you got to play at least eighty percent of our games. It's healthy, yeah. and that's a caveat. Yeah, that's a huge caveat when it comes to Kyrie. If he's healthy. If he's healthy. Alright, our last our last player on the list. Oh boy. Talking and talking about fat suits. James Harden himself. Mm. Even if Harden simply opts into his forty six point nine million dollar deal with Skip Free Agency, he'll be the fourth highest paid player next season. Behind Steph Curry. John Wall, who hasn't played in a year, and Russell Westbrook. Crazy. Seeing, <clears throat> seeing two of those names should 
be a cautionary tale for Philadelphia 76ers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, who now has to battle his personal relationship with Harden on discussing his next contract. Morey can't let this turn into a ball of wrestling situation. I guard who are considered to be on the worst contracts in the NBA and will likely need a draft. Lightning draft picks attached to the now aspiring deals to get rid of. Payne Harden, for who he was, MVP scoring leader, number one option on a championship caliber team, caliber team, is far different than playing him who he's going to be. The veteran guard was celebrating his 33rd birthday before the 2022-23 season begins and is coming off his lowest scoring output in a postseason by at 18.6 points, 40.5% shooting since he was with mm-hmm. the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Either opting in or signing an extension for 76 years or opting out in favor of a five year max will net Harden roughly $270 million, including a 61 plus million salary, million dollar salary in 2627, when he's 37. <clears throat> Even if Harden doesn't get a full max in Philly, Roy has to keep on a long term deal to help justify the 2022 deadline trade. Harden is one of the NBA's best playmakers and is still good markets, although not as efficiently anymore. But he will likely get paid one of the league's top players. Like one of the league's top players, something he no longer is. James Harden about to get overpaid? Oh, absolutely. Somebody want him. Somebody sees it. And you know what? I, whew, I, whew, I, actually, you know what? I almost said it, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to scale back. He may end up going over there with Dame, Q. <laughs> you think he's going to Portland? I think so. <laughs> Two score first playing, but don't play defense. That, that would be fun. But that's the thing. That's what Portland knows. They're going to go off star power and hope that it works. And it won't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. We got one So let's play that right now. I believe James Harden is going to be absolutely overpaid. I believe he played like shit in the playoffs because he wants Dark Rivers fired and they and he wants them to bring in Mike D'Antoni so he can run that garbage ass offense. If they do that, if they bring in Mike D'Antoni, if I was Joel Embiid, I would request a trade ASAP. Exactly. That right there. Yeah, I and I mean I don't know what's taking on James Harden anymore. Like he's gone and he's um you know, he went to he forced his way out of Houston. Forced his way out of Houston. Forced his way out of Houston goes to Brooklyn. Great. You know, then we have this season, this season, and the rule changes the rule the rule changes definitely affected James Harden's game. Uh, the fat suit didn't help either. Um, then having to deal with Kyrie's bullshit, Kyrie's mm-hmm. bullshit, and 
then he something he forces his way out of Brooklyn. Gets to Philly, had a couple of great games, you know, for when he first got to Philly, and then disappeared like Casper in the playoffs. Where mm-hmm. you're so you're the second best player on the team. Because we all know Joel B is clearly number one in Philly. Second best player, actually, I ain't going to say he's the second best player in Philly. I ain't, ain't going to say that James Harden's the second best player. Tyrese Maxey is the second best player yes. on the six. Thanks for saying it. Tyrese Maxey is the second best player on the team. But you have, in a closeout game, mind you, in a closeout game, game six, um, game six versus Miami. Can we, get, can we play Miami? Yeah. Game six. And James Harden takes two shots in the second half. Two. Two. Two shots. Two shots. Two shots in the second half. Of a closeout game. Your season's in. This season's on the line. You lose this game, you're on the couch with the rest of us the rest of the summer. Two shots. Two. Two shots. Two. Two. You know, and B said it himself. The, the, the James Harden that you that you used to seeing ain't the James Harden that you're seeing right now. He's you know, he's, if if Joel Embiid is saying that, that's a problem. Because if Joel Embiid sees it, everybody in the league sees it. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the league sees it. So, <laughs> I I I. Yeah. It sucks to be Brooklyn right now, and it sucks to be Philly because you either gotta pay, you gotta pay hard, you gotta overpay hard. And just think, thirty-seven, he could, if he signed the max deal, he could make a sixty million dollars. And we see that his body, that his game, his game, his body are already starting to break down. <laughs> Hey, have fun with that. Have fun with that. All right, so that is all. It's just about all that I have. Oh, oh, man, there's some Westbrook news. So, um, the Lakers introduced their new head coach today. Officially announced, well, introduced, officially introduced um, their new head coach, Darvin Ham, former assistant with the the bucks um, today, and because they had his news conference, his intro, you know, his introductory news conference today, and according to Darvin Ham, Russell Westbrook's time with the Los Angeles Lakers may not be limited to just one season after all. Um, new Lakers head coach Darvin Ham told reporters Monday that he absolutely views the future Hall of Famer as an important piece of the team hope. Uh, going for Ham also called Westbrook, quote, one of the best players our league has ever seen, unquote, with productive years still remaining. I don't see how, but okay. Okay. <clears throat> Ham also seems to have a vision for the point guard considering he, he said there has been positive one-on-one conversations about sacrifice and Westbrook's ability to make plays without the ball and the defensive end. <clears throat> we all know that, rest, that, that Brody has been a ball-dominant player throughout his career. 
And then certainly an adjustment period alongside LeBron this past season. We know that LeBron is heavily ball dominant. Um, but the King also benefits from effective outside shooters around him, given his impressive passing skills and the defensive attention he consistently draws. Westbrook is far from an effective outside shooter and connected on 29.8% of his triples during his first season in Los Angeles. Defense was mm-hmm. also a concern as the opponent shot 3.3% better than their normal averages when Westbrook guarded them in 2021 22. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And really, the Lakers have no options. None. They have no options. You trade him, you gotta attach a pick. Multiple picks, possibly. The Lakers don't have a pick they can trade until 2027. They don't have a pick to trade until 2027. They, well, after the draft, they went to offer their, 20, their, their 2028 pick. But we got a team that has no, has no draft. They're actually, they have no draft picks. They have no, they will not make a selection in this year's draft because they have no picks. Um, they can't trade the first round, as I said earlier, for 2020. Into 2027 and 2028, we'll wait till after the draft. They have no cap space. They have no cap space. Mm-hmm. So they can't go out and get a, a, a Bretton deal or um, or a Jalen Brunson or any of the top free agents on the, on the market without it being a signing trade. Mm-hmm. LeBron, LeBron will be 38 in December. Yes, he just he had an, an overall he had a great season last season, but y'all listen to that first part I said. LeBron will be thirty-eight. LeBron will be thirty-eight. Anthony Davis, you don't know he's gonna you know, you don't know his availability because he's always injured. They really have no choice but to bring Brody back. And they said, trade him. You gotta put, you gotta attach picks. You got to. You got to. You know, one's $47 million. Because that's how much he's making. That's how much he's going to make this season if he hops in, which he will be a fool not to. He'll be a fool not to hop in. So. <laughs> I just don't want, I don't know what to do with the Lakers, bro. Like, honestly, they're one of the few. Like joints that I'm just like, you know what? Nah, we'll, we'll see. Like every year, so we'll see. Every time, like we talk negative about them, they go far or they end up being a first seed. This year, I'm going to avoid all Laker talk. And the only reason I want to is because honestly, I, I want to see LeBron win another one. I, I'm at that age with respects to him and Kobe and everybody. I want to see LeBron win one because if he don't win it next year, they're done. They're, when I say they're done, hear me out. When I say they're done, the Lakers are done with LeBron. They, um, he's going to be at that point expensable. I'm sorry, expendable because, yes, thank you for your legacy. Thank you for your time and your service here. You got us a chip and everything like that. But you know what? Right, like, yeah, I'm going to need you to go back to Cleveland. And I, somebody gonna think I'm being absolutely ridiculous about it. 
the Lakers will be like, yo, we got to start focusing on the future because when he's gone, we're going to be assed out. Get him to bring all the motherfucking stars over here, all them pe- that talent that we can recognize and stuff like that, and then let him go on his way. Think about it. When, when LeBron left Cleveland, he left them in a good spot. They just had injuries. When I look at Cleveland, weren't they like for the past two years, like they were always in like the top five to start the season and then just injuries fucking happen. Ever since LeBron left, I'm like, yo, like Cleveland was all like this year, weren't they like first seed for the first like eight weeks of the season? They were like they were one of the top four seeds and then um and then Darius Garland went down. Uh, actually, Ricky Rubio is what started it. Rubio yeah. tore his ACL, and then that's when they went and traded for, for Rondo. Um, uh, Colin Sexton didn't play, uh, played like, I think, five games before um, he had a meniscus tear. So, yeah, I, just, um, I, want, I, I, just, I just need LeBron to win one more. And this is coming from me, Q. Like, the hate that I had for LeBron was strong, and I never understood why. Like, even with Kyrie, like, I've come around on Kyrie, and I, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago when I watched that uh, that clip that he did with the podcast, and he was explaining himself, he was talking, stuff like that. So I've kind of even changed my tune when it comes to him. But for LeBron, unlike Chris Paul, he has an opportunity because his team wants to win now. Because of him. No team wants to win with Chris Paul because they know for a fact that they could have won without Chris Paul. They could have won with any other point guard in the league. Chris Paul, yes, it's nice to have him there, but he's only going to get you so far before he quit. LeBron ain't going to quit because he wanted just as bad as you did. But next season, it's do or die for them. And the reason why I say that is because the West ain't good no more. Somebody gonna be like, damn, Greg, really? Think about it. The West ain't good no more. If the MVP can't even fucking make it to the conference finals, out of the West, got a problem. When Steph yeah, and him second, third, and season, season, shit like that. Yeah, he's a, he's a Jokic. He's a sick. I mean, but Jokic didn't have any help, right? Like yeah. uh, Mike but, Porter Jr. out for the season. Uh, yeah. uh, Jamal Murray missed the entire season. The ACL, the ACL tail, tear. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the. I would say that I was, I would, I'm not going to say the West is. is, is I ain't going to say the West is weak because I think the West definitely has gotten a downgrade because um, mm-hmm. the news that happened out of Utah. Um, with Quinn Snyder resigned after eight seasons, <clears throat> um, and they're looking one of one of Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert is getting traded. It's probably going to end up being Gobert because you're playing a non-offensive person. Yes, Gobert is an, is an, is an elite defensive player, but he's about to get yeah his extension kicks in. And the final year is extension. The final year of that extension, Rudy Gobert is going to get paid $45 million. Mm-hmm. And he does nothing for you on offense. Yep. There's nothing for you on offense. So, um, like I said, I, it, 
one of Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell is definitely getting traded. And they're probably going to end up trading and probably going to end up being Gobert. And they, and they, Utah would be fools to let Donovan Mitchell go. Mm. Unless Donovan Mitchell demands a trade. And I possibly, quite possible. <clears throat> quite possible. Maybe they're going to have a new head coach next season. Um, they need to get, they need to get a wing. They need to get a wing that can take some of the pressure, some of the defensive pressure off, you know, some of the pressure, the load offensively off of, um, Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely. I, 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 I want to have to agree with you. Like, yep. LeBron has to win a ring next year. Has to. Mm-hmm. Has to. Like, it, it, it's, it's a, it's an absolute necessity. It's a, I never want to count that man out. Never want to count that man out. But I also know the odds. Like, mm-hmm. it, they not in that man's favor. And when I say they're not in his favor, they're not in a lot of people in the West Conference favor. Because next season, Milwaukee's coming back with a vengeance. And they're going to be 100% healthy. Philly is going to pick, Philly's going to pick up somebody and be legit. I personally feel like Tyler Hero is out of Miami and they're going to figure out who the fuck to get. Tyler Hero thought he was who he thought he was and he realized he's not who he thinks he is. He's the fuck up out of there. So there's that. Um, when I look at like Washington, yeah, yeah, Washington, um, this is just a dark horse for me and somebody might feel away. Um, if, if, Sharif O'Neal ends up going to Orlando because they say he's eligible to be drafted. I'm letting you motherfuckers know now he's going to be a problem. He only averaged three points, you know, when he was in not not college because he skipped that when you know the whole G League situation stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there's something special about that kid, and as somebody who I follow the G League and stuff like that, I've been trying to pay more attention. Sharif O'Neal, if you let that motherfucker go to Orlando, and Orlando's been, you know, one of the worst teams, if you give them the number one pick and they end up having the last pick and they end up picking Sharif O'Neal, yeah, um, it, it's going to be one of those teams, you're like, yo, how the fuck did they make the eighth seed? It's Orlando. Like, that's supposed to go to, like, a Atlanta or a Indiana, and Orlando going to literally go from being the number one overall pick to fucking having superstars. Like, when I say superstars, I'm talking about for their team. Yeah, they got and then, got, got, and got, got, and got, oh, go ahead. Yeah, especially, you know, Jalen Suggs and, and Han uh, Wagner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And don't forget about Cole Anthony. Yeah. But just, just think about if they go, if they, if they work the fucking free agency out, Q. And they start treating James Harden like they treat Chris Paul. Like, you know what? Just take him to a younger team and just let him do his thing. And the motherfuckers end up going and being third, fourth seed. And you're like, wait, with Harden? Like, that's all he needed? He needed the Chris Paul effect? Just go to a younger team and just mentor them. They hungry. They want it just as bad as you do. Issue is, you're going to give up before they do. That's all that, that's honestly, when you think about Chris Paul, like, every team that he's been on that succeeded, the team wanted it more than he did. Houston, mm-hmm. fucking Oklahoma City, Phoenix, 
They wanted it back. They wanted it more than he did. And they got far. James Harden, the same goddamn way. Where was he hungry at when they were youngest? Houston. So, I, I just hope that, you know, y'all know I said this shit, and I'm not trying to sound like an expert, but next year, when we sit here talking about fucking Orlando's in the AC, they, you know, they, they wanted to play all, uh, the play-ins, and next thing you know, they in, they in the playoffs going against fucking, um, going against Philly in the first round, or Boston in the first round, I'm like, yo, they keeping up. Now, and again, Q, I'm not always right, but I remember when everybody told me Atlanta wasn't going to do shit last season, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at people laughing. I'm like, yo, give me y'all money. Give, give me the money. Give me the goddamn money. So, yeah, um, Sharif O'Neal, I, I like the kid. If he goes to Orlando, it's only fitting. But I can also see him in L.A. And God forbid if y'all let that mother, if you let an O'Neal play with LeBron in LA, yo, you'll never hear the end of Shaq. You'll never hear the end of it. I'm t- yo, don't, don't let that happen. Don't let him fall so far that he ends up going to LA. Boy, do you know the narrative of Shaquille O'Neal's son playing with Shaq and potentially getting a ring? <laughs> Boy, man, what, what episode is this? This is yeah. Whatever episode this is, we're gonna start this because I'm telling you, I'm gonna circle back around. If Sharif O'Neal at the draft this year ends up going and fucking playing with LeBron and getting the ring, his yo, you will not, yo. Charles Barkley might leave the show. Well, he is Charles Barkley. Two years. No, 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 no. He's gonna leave that year because you're trying to tell me. You're trying to tell me. Shaq's son is going to get a ring before Charles Barkley. Boy, man, let's move on. Let's play some of these voicemails because I I will go on for 30 more minutes talking about that. That's crazy. Here we go. James Harden just wants the ball in his hands. When he was in Houston, he got rid of Chris Paul because Chris Paul was ball dominant. Once Chris Paul left, that's when he had his so-called MVP seasons. Then he goes to Brooklyn. I believe he left Brooklyn because he knew that Kyrie was coming back and Kyrie would go take the ball out of his hands. So he forced his way out of Brooklyn and went to Philly. Now he's in Philly. He wants the ball in his hands. They're going to, I'm telling you, if they get D'Antoni, Joel, run. Okay. Hey, hey, what's going on, brothers? What y'all talking about? Uh, basketball, NFL, NBA, what y'all talking about? NFL, because my team just won Super Bowl, and I feel like talking shit. So what y'all talking about? You missed us by like four months, bro. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being very so... I believe LeBron James will win another championship, just not with the Lakers. That team they have over there is not going to be a championship team. After this year, I believe LeBron, I would ask for a trade, 
back to Cleveland. LeBron on that Cleveland team is in the finals, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. And as for Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero is trash. I tell everybody Tyler Hero is trash. He's very overrated. Just straight up trash to me. I can't stand him. He sucks. Trash. Tyler Hero is trash. The only way I see Chris Paul winning a championship would be to take a major pay cut and go play with the Lakers. Chris Paul, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis would be a force in the West. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I First of all, that's not what uh, Chris Paul's not going to do. He's not going to. He's not going to take this money. And second, we've seen what like, Chris Paul's thirty-seven, LeBron's thirty-seven, Anthony Davis is never on the court because he's always injured. Um, we saw that last year when Carmelo came. When Carmelo came to play with the Lakers, yeah, that didn't work out too well. Um, mm-hmm. It, 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 I just think it's time. Like, yeah, do I want to see Chris Paul? Do I want to see Chris Paul win a ring? Yeah, it would be nice. It, it, it would be nice. Do I think he's going to get a ring? Um, probably from like Zales or Jarrett. <laughs> but <laughs> but actually, win it. Actually, win an NBA championship. Nope. I mean, Phoenix is not going to have DeAndre Ayton next year. Like, he's a goner. He is a goner. Goner with a capital G. Um, mm-hmm. Phoenix didn't see enough to give him a max extension last season. In the beginning, you know, from the beginning, of, from the start of this season, they're damn sure not giving him one now. Mm-hmm. No, he's gone. So he's gone. Um, we saw. Phoenix get exposed in, 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 in the playoffs. He got exposed. Exposed. Like, shine a light. Here it is. Um, so, I, I, I just don't see it. <clears throat> I mean, you know, next season, next season, Chris Paul will be 30 years old. Does he still have it? In? Oh, yes. I think, I, think, I think he still has another couple. I think he has a couple of seasons left. Like as a uh, as a high production, um, you know, mm-hmm. productive point guard. But yeah. I don't think Phoenix is going to have enough around him. Agree. Yes, we got. Yes, they have Devin Booker, but we saw Devin Booker get exposed in the playoffs. Um, I, I just don't think that Phoenix has enough. I don't think Phoenix has it. <clears throat> and remember, Chris Paul will be 38 in the season yep. Actually, when well, he just turned 37. But, you know, he's going into his basically going to his age 38 season. So, yeah, we see, we know that LeBron has, has uh, been able to fight on Father Time. The Father Time is undefeated. Listen. And especially with a, and especially with a player of Chris Paul's. Uh, 
you know, stature. I don't know if he's, I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't know, I don't know if he's lining up. <clears throat> I know we say this every year, Q. This year was Chris Paul's year officially. First D, easiest route, and you fucked it up. Him, he fucked it up. But honestly, being Chris Paul, to the point where he has made the one person that nobody can stand into a likable character in Patrick Beverly, boy, listen. Yeah. <clears throat> Keep it. Chris Paul, that's it for you, bro. That, that is it. I wouldn't be surprised if you say, you know what? I had a great career. I've accomplished so many things. I, I'm going to turn in. I would not be mad. I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your time. But you know what? Your services are no longer needed. Right. Phoenix needs to just go ahead and let that one go because they're going to always be the team that had one, you know, one of the best point guards of all time that never got it done. Right. It's like, it's like, it's literally like AI in Denver. Like, damn, we got what you know, a future Hall of Famer. We got an all-time great that ain't never gonna win nothing. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. good luck, though. I feel crazy. So, that's all I have for the topic this week. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, not I, baseball. We, we we can talk baseball later. Um, yeah, when it actually matters. Yeah, I have nothing. Um, I, I just want to tell people, you know, shout out to Lou. Lou will be here next week. Um, I'm definitely going to talk to him about that Pittsburgh Steeler uh, meme that was posted because I think that it made me smile a little bit. Um, but in his absence, you know, he's on vacation and stuff like that. Letting you guys all know, um, we do, we will be back next week. We'll be back the week after that. We'll be back the week after that. I think according to the schedule, let me just look at it really quick. So we're back the week of the 20th. We're back. I'm sorry. What is it? Today's the, today's the sixth, right? All right. So we're here. So the next three weeks we're here and then. Um, the 4th of July, we will not. So you have three episodes with us back to back to back. Uh, by then the playoffs will be over for both the NHL and the NBA. So we're talking, are we talking draft? We're talking NBA draft. We're talking, uh, when we come back, yeah, we got NBA draft. We got off season, you know, talks with the NBA. You also have more because when is the NFL, um, like the stuff pick up? Um, training, like, training camps open. Training camp open in mid to late July. Okay. All right. So we, so we got some time for that. So there's going to be a little dry period. So 4th of July week, y'all ain't going to hear from us. Um, but the week after, even though I'll be on vacation, I know I'll be a part of that show that week because we, we, we can't keep y'all waiting too long. This is a lot of fire, a lot of content. Um, also, Q, I think the week that is the 11th, we need to do like our preliminary um, football talk where – we try to figure out, you know, the rankings of the teams and who's going to have what record. I think we normally do that, like, towards the end of uh, July, but it's up to you how you want to handle that. Okay. We can definitely um, do that. Um, we, we do have MLB, the, um, what do you call it? The MLB, uh, not playoffs, but an all-star. We got that. Um, the week before we do the 4th of July, I'm definitely going to, 
do my annual um, Nathan's hot dog thing where we talk, where we go and I make my predictions on who's going to be in the, the both the men and the women's Nathan's hot dog eating contest and who's going to win. I think Cody is not going to win this year, but that's just my bold prediction. Um, okay. Also, I think we need to start incorporating some WNBA, like sprinkle it in because, you know, we, we want to be inclusive and we also need to like talk about what we like. To, we like our mystics. We like watching it, but we need to start talking about it. So even if we just like gloss over it a little bit, we can just bring that okay. up to the forefront. So that'll be nice. Uh, outside of that, I have nothing. You said you have nothing. So uh, again, Q, your birthday was officially yesterday, but it's technically all month. So again, <laughs> happy birthday to you as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we will um, be celebrating very soon. Again. Yes, we will. With no Bud Light. Please, no Bud Light. Please, no Bud Light. No Bud Light. Oh, man. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of those that joined in live on Stereo. You've been listening to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo, Young Black and Bobby Sports Desk. Lou, I hope you're having a great time on your vacation. We'll see you next week. Um, And then. Well, with that being said, we're done. We'll see you. We'll see you next week, everybody. Yes. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.